Thank you for listening to or watching uh, another episode of SNTR Presents. This is my video about what about anti-cheat. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Google Play, or iTunes, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. If you'd like to support me directly, you can either hit the join button on the YouTube channel. SayNoToRage.com will take you there. Or you can go to SNTRPresents.com. That takes you to the Patreon. The tiers of support are exactly the same, and so are the perks. If you want to support me directly, thank you. Always on YouTube, hitting subscribe and the bell button helps me out so what about anti-cheat the reason i'm talking about this is there's been some recent things surfacing with respect to anti-cheat that makes me want to talk about it uh and also there's been uh, an absence of any communication from bungie about it i think people are coming to bad conclusions about that and they're being kind of nasty um uh on the forums and reddit and stuff like come on talk to us talk to us i i genuinely think if they don't talk to us they don't have any info so i'm going to talk about that so I want to address the lack of updates. The last time they talked about this was in April. I'm going to read some of the things they said from April because I think it's relevant to the conversation. Then I want to talk about how they need to have a two-pronged approach to this. There's sort of two things they need to do in order for this to work. And then I want to talk about beyond year four, right? Beyond year four. How are they going to, you know, handle this past beyond light? Because this is supposed to be sort of a turning point of the franchise so and before i get into the lack of updates apparently apparently uh if you try to talk about the cheating on the subreddit bungie has de- directed uh the subreddit mods to sort of do a reddit purge they don't want cheating to be talked about there or on the forums i don't know if this is true we've just seen people reporting that reddit is not allowing people to talk about anti-cheater cheating uh, now we may be getting lost in translation maybe they don't want people submitting clips or saying here's somebody cheating here's a new cheat they don't want them promoting cheating and maybe we're getting lost in translation but it does seem like they uh, they don't want to talk about it also there seems to be a change in tone from some of the content creators recently about this uh, they're not really bringing it up they're kind of moving they're, they're trying to maybe dial down some of their their uh, their dialogue about it so again I don't know if Bungie's privately been like listen you got to dial it back we got some things cooking and you just got to give us some time so first of all let's just talk about lack of updates April 23rd uh, was the last time they spoke about anti-cheat and they spoke about uh, it at length they went into some detail about how it all worked and they they spent some time at the end of that TWAB saying there are some common misconceptions about Destiny security that are worth discussing and so they have in quotations here uh, Destiny does not have an anti-cheat and they try to put back, push back on that okay Destiny does have an anti-cheat that consists of custom security code and a third-party security product used by other AAA games. We have a team of senior security engineers working on anti-cheat. Anti-cheat is not a yes or no thing. It's a constellation of possible mitigations. We're always looking to add new stars to our constellation and to strengthen existing ones. So, I just want to go on record again and say I reject their definition of anti-cheat. Uh, they're coming up with their own definition and I think that's, that's a bad way to communicate to the community, uh, saying that it is a constellation of possible mitigations it's not a yes or no thing i disagree wholeheartedly i believe anti-cheat is a gamer colloquialism and in the gaming community when you say anti-cheat it's something that is installed and something we can see and something that enforces and automatically does things to the players and prevents players from jumping back 
Uh, second, they said Destiny relies on player reports or humans to identify cheaters. The vast majority, they push back here, the vast majority of punishments issued are by automatic detections. We use player reports to help us identify emerging threats. All automated detections are reviewed and verified by a human before punishment to minimize the risk of false positives. Now that last sentence... That last sentence is extremely important and we can't gloss over it, okay? They say, all automated detections are reviewed and verified by a human before punishment to minimize risk of false positives. That's a lot of work for a real person to have to, 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 have to do. They're literally having to review and verify in order to in order to enforce it. Now, I know there's a clip floating around on Twitter and someone gets like bopped in the middle of the game. I don't know if Bungie's actively watching streams and doing that to make it seem like, oh man, they're doing something more automatic now. Maybe they implemented something on the technical side that is catching some of these people. I'm not sure. I'm not going to take one video clip and run with it and be like, oh, Bungie's got an automatic anti-cheat now. According to this blog post from April 23rd, if that person got banned in the middle of a game, a real live person did it to them. A person at Bungie pulled the trigger and likely they're combing through the directory during trials and keeping their eyes and ears open for cheating. Lastly, they said, Destiny should use VAC, Valve Anti-Cheat. Destiny does utilize some of VAC security features, and we have a plan to utilize more. That's one encouraging part from this from April. Uh, Bungie security team and Valve security team meet regularly to discuss the latest attacks and mitigations. So, since it's been four months and they have plans to utilize more, maybe that's what bopped the people in that clip floating around. Maybe they just have plans to launch some things with Beyond Light. We will uh, wait to hear from them. And here's something that I want to say. Four months of no update likely means they don't have anything to say yet. So there's not really a reason to get on the forums or Reddit or Twitter and be nasty to community managers or people that represent the company. It's not really up to them to determine when the information comes out because a lot of times the information coming out is dependent upon actual technological developments and breakthroughs and updates that they can say, okay, This thing that we were going to do or this feature we were going to try with Valve, you know, it's working and we're going to turn it on in two weeks or whatever. So, you know, they're they're not always going to do that. Also, keep in mind, if they are doing things in the background under the hood and people are getting bopped automatically in the middle of games like that, great. Don't tell us about it. Just do it. And then after a couple of weeks, you can be like, you may have been noticing people getting bopped in the middle of games. We've added some implementation and blah, blah, blah. They don't always need to tell us. They don't need to give us their battle plan because that could tip off the cheaters. So how should they approach this going forward is the next section. I think they need a two-pronged approach. Okay, First, and I will not back down on this, you need front-facing preventative anti-cheat. It's necessary. Your game is free to play. Whether it's easy anti-cheat or maybe they lean on some of Valve's features, you need something on the front end that we can see and you can actually have it being updated regularly to be preventative and to automatically detect and pick things up. Okay, I'm not going to ever back down on that. I don't think any game in this current climate can launch free to play and not have something right out there on the front end, you know, helping out and preventing stuff from getting in. It's also not just about preventing it from getting in. It's keeping people from jumping back in on the same system, same IP, all of that. Like I know IP bans and hardware bans get a little touchy, but something on the front end that's used for detection is really good about not letting them jump right back in on another account because 
listen to the flaw in Bungie's system. It has to be automatically detected and then reviewed and then enforced. So they jump back in with the exact same hack and cheat and they just keep doing it until they get bopped again. Front-facing anti-cheat can be updated to detect that cheat so people can't just jump back in. They gotta wait until the hackers make a new version. That actually ends up slowing things down quite a bit for the cheaters. This is a non-negotiable for free-to-play PvP games, and I will never back down on the request because I believe ultimately it it it's you you can't get away with this. The second thing they need to do, so that's the first thing they do: front-facing preventative anti-cheat. The second thing they need to do is whatever they implement needs to be able to do client-side server checks. You need to be able to do server-side checks of what's going on on the client side because a lot of these cheats and hacks, from everything I've watched and read. They're changing things client-side. They're giving themselves ammo. They're giving themselves things that have nothing to do with the server or the connection or anything. Now, some of this might be because there aren't dedicated servers and it's peer-to-peer. But if they can't implement something on the front end that is that is front-facing and installed and preventative, and they can't do something that does a server-side, client-side check, then we're never going to be free of this. So lastly, beyond year four. Let's get beyond, you know, beyond light. PvP has no hope of survival on PC in the current cultural climate of gaming if there is not a strong effort put forth by Bungie in year 4. I'm going to say that again. PvP has no hope of survival on PC if they don't get in front of this. The current climate in gaming surrounding cheating is insane. People are cheating in Fall Guys. I, I trace some of this back. We've been kind of talking about the economy of cheating. You can make tons of money as a cheater, okay? The economy of cheating is incredibly dangerous and it's a giant threat to gaming as we know it, especially free-to-play games, especially PvP. I mean, I'm looking at Halo and thinking, Halo Infinite, free-to-play, PvP. People are making money. I trace all this back to Diablo 3 Auction House. All of a sudden, an entire generation was woken up to the idea that, oh my gosh, I can cheat, sell accounts, and make money. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's happening with Fall Guys because they're adjusting currency for themselves, probably buying all the cosmetics, earning cosmetics because they're winning all the games and having the currency to buy them and unlock the season pass, and they're going to be selling those Fall Guys accounts. Okay? New players are coming. We have the... We have... Beyond Light expansion always brings new people in. You have the Xbox Game Pass, and you don't just need good technology. You also need good communication. I I just don't think their current communication on it that we have to go back and reread from April, I don't think it's the greatest. I think some of it's kind of confusing and muddied, and it doesn't give me a lot of confidence, okay? I, if, if that's the case then they don't just need good technology in the background, they need better communication. And again, when the time is right, when the time is right for them to talk to us and lay this out, it needs to be very, very clear. And I think there need to be sharper, categorical distinguishes, you know, uh, made about anti-cheat and what they're doing. So we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, maybe Google Play, you can watch me live at saynotorage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about what about anti-cheat. If you're listening to this on Google Play or Spotify or iTunes or any podcast platform, you can always look up SNTR Presents to find this podcast. Or you can go to SNTRPresents.com 
and you can support the, the, the cast there on the Patreon. If you'd rather watch live or support through YouTube, you can go to SayNoToRage.com, click the Join button, and pick the same tiers that exist on Patreon. I am being joined by a co-host today, Wolverine, for his second time coming back. He wanted to be on anything we saw. If we ever talked about PvP and Anti-Cheat, he wanted to be on the co-host. He's a Tier 3 supporter, and so I made sure I reached out to him last night. I was like, I'm not going to announce the topic until I clear it with you. So, say hello to the folks at home. Welcome back, Wolverine. Hey everyone, how's it going? Everyone on Discord, everyone on YouTube, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, excited to t- about the topic today. Um, real quick, I'm very uh, excited to be doing this for the second time. And I can't recommend it enough to everyone else. Like if you're really eager to try this, I understand it could be steep for most people, but if you really have some topic that you'd like to say, please, you should do this. It's, it's a great experience and it also obviously helps someone that you're you're helping and supporting. I don't, I, I don't tell him to do that, by the way, but he did it again, so I thank you for doing that. Um, we got uh, 17 questions, and so we're going to take these. Now, I told people we only had about five questions, and I said, you guys can submit questions that are more broad and about PvP uh, and trials. So we, we, we might get away from anti-cheat a little bit, but that's okay. There's only so much we can say. There's only so much that has been said by Bungie. So just keep that in mind if you're listening to this episode and you feel that, you know, about halfway through we kind of get away from anti-cheat. That's understandable. I don't, I, we can't spend an hour uh, talking about a lot of unknowns. Um, so first question coming in from Darksider. With Destiny going into the Game Pass, do you think Microsoft is helping Bungie in implementing an anti-cheat like the Microsoft Store True Play for Destiny? This is a big one that we want to see happen uh, because it would be a front-facing. It would be something that's installed. It would be something that they, you know... I don't know how that would work with Steam implementation, but, uh, you know, if you run it through the Microsoft Store, there could be an implementation of an anti-cheat. Microsoft could say, look, we're not going to put a game on Game Pass and we're not going to put on the in the Microsoft Store if you don't have some kind of an anti-cheat. Now, maybe they assisted in the background with anti-cheat. Maybe Bungie's made good technological changes. Again, there's this clip floating around of somebody getting bopped in the middle of a game. So maybe there's been developments. I don't know. But I do think a potential partnership with Microsoft could lead to more than just, hey, Game Pass, or as I've said, maybe the servers or xCloud, but more things could come from this. Wolverine, what do you think about a potential partnership or assistance from Microsoft with regard to anti-cheat. You know, when they first announced uh, the collaboration within Game Pass, I think that was like one of the first things that uh, I believe I called you about in in terms of uh, hopefully being foreshadowed into the future that there will be some sort of collaboration with with them whether it's already an existing anti-cheat a new one they've created but you you hope that there is some sort of collaboration on the deeper level when you uh have that kind of support yeah and i'm being told that the the clip of somebody getting bopped in the middle of the game is old that's been a thing since the middle of last season what really happens is if you self-rest too many times the game error code otters you out then your account is flagged, review, and ultimately banned. Okay, so that's not even an anti-cheat thing. It just sounds yeah. like some sort of a... That's their workaround. Yeah, like an error error code. Yeah. Well, I could see that, though, like putting in error codes that automatically... Because there's a certain amount of um, packets that are going to be sent in a, in, a, in a greater number than should be possible. Like when you all of a sudden have heavy or you're rapid-firing a sniper. Um, that could be potentially something that triggers an error code 
Um, and maybe that's just kind of the beginning of them experimenting with it because that's obviously self-resing. It's like, wait a minute, hold on a minute. This this isn't even actually technically possible. So maybe they can start flagging those packets um, to if they happen too many times in close succession, it triggers an error code, which subsequently you get flagged, reviewed, and banned. Um, so... RAR uh, with the next question with Bungie working with micro oh gosh I'm not saying that uh, how do you think Xbox could help Bungie in regards to what I think is easy anti-cheat and would it greatly benefit Destiny this is another one of those times where if there's not a huge backlog of questions you guys really want to take the time to maybe read the first you know this this is question number two so if you only get one question um, and there's only a handful submitted maybe take a couple seconds read what's been submitted because uh, now you've kind of unfortunately you kind of wasted your question we just had this one from Darksider um, and I don't have any we don't have anything new to say or elaborate on so I am gonna have to go uh, and move on I understand when there's like 15 questions not wanting to do that makes perfect sense but if you're one of the early submitters I would take the time to read because this is the second time this has happened like just read the first you know if there's three or four questions ahead of you read them doesn't take long you're reading discord chat anyway you know usually when you're submitting these questions you guys are in discord debating and talking so I would I would just again for your own sake because you only get to submit one uh so easy chat easy cheat is not microsoft well yeah i guess we could say that um easy i believe gears of gears of war utilizes it though yeah i think it's his own anti-cheat and i think they had plans to use it with the new halo game i think um yeah it works in collaboration with microsoft related titles so you know i think that's what people might be getting at at that but yeah he's right he's right to say the least but you know i think people are trying to get something else yeah it's not it's not microsoft but microsoft tends to use it sure mg avenger says for how open bungie has been about announcing things they sure haven't been going into detail with stuff do you think that they could be more open with regards to these things i mean whenever transparency and communication goes really quiet with bungie it's especially now i don't think it's a sign of things that that are bad it's that they don't have much to say and even luke smith said they're kind of keeping some of the cards close to their chest with respect to year four and beyond light there's just some things they're not going to talk about and the example i would give is when they made the changes to sword and all the speedrunners got really mad and were like oh you know we should have been given a lot more notice about this and it's like you were literally given you know a couple months of notice i think it was like a month or two before that patch even rolled out and it's like they probably didn't even know what they were really going to do with swords until they go through all their testing all their all their checks and all their debugs to be like yep this is what we're going to do with swords because they fundamentally changed um they have they have fundamentally changed the way that they do swords and that affected you know speed running with world line and i think i use that as an example of they can't really talk to us about anything that's going on until it's ready to go. I think that's probably one of the reasons that, you know, we're, we're, we're going through a bit of a silent period. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think, uh, Avenger, he's definitely just picking at something that we, we've all been wanting to pick at since April when they made the announcement, we've wanted more, we wanted more. And literally that, question gives credence to the topic we're even talking today why are we talking about this because whispers on the wind you know people want to know 
to uh to agree with you transparency you know with in terms of the mechanics and how things are working and how they're tackling specific things they're just not going to tell us you know generals armies they're not going to reveal their plans to attack an enemy and i think we should you know accept that you know to a degree you know that they we should know that they're doing something assertively of course but at the same time we got to have some idea that the powers that be we're trusting them to do the right thing. I know, you know, trust is hard, but at the end of the day, there's not much we can do other than just talk and speculate. Yeah, and I, Avengers pushing back and saying, you know, the issue is that silence is causing more concerns, maybe an update about the process or outlining stuff, which many devs do. It's causing uh, more and more concern. I mean, they could definitely do a vague progress report. Hey, it's been four months since we said anything about anti-cheat. We just want you to know we are still working on the things we said we were committed to working on. And at the moment, we don't have anything to say mm-hmm. because things are still in progress. I, I, I suppose. And, Go ahead. And that will quell that will quell a lot of nerves. I agree with you. But then here, here's my pushback to that exact statement. If you're going to word it and they're going to ship it just like that, there's going to be people going, oh, again. That's what they're doing. They're not doing anything. You know, there's going to be people that could have that pushback, whether that's an immense amount of people or a uh, minute amount of people. I think that's probably up for debate. But without a doubt, people are going to be like, that's not enough. Yeah. And I I think even if they were to say that, because, you know, even Philbo is saying if they were just like, hey, look, we're listening. We we know cheating's a big issue and we're working on it part of me feels like that just that just turns into a meme still you know what i mean like um they're listening they're listening but nothing's changing nothing's changing so they're kind of they're kind of darned if they do darned if they don't if they don't say anything i think avengers right i think concern goes up and people are like what is going on you haven't said anything for four months if they do say something and it's not substantive enough then i think people will say the same thing like oh you're not making any changes you're not making any progress why are you even talking to us you know about this um, I uh, I think that's probably where they're stuck. Um, having some communication is better than none. They can get feedback about the issue. Yeah, but Avenger, you of all people, if you've been reading the twabs, the forums, or hung, you know hanging out in streams, should know when Bungie says something, if it's not good enough or substantive enough, if it's vague or or not specific, that can sometimes stoke the fires just as much. People get angry. They're like, you didn't even say anything. Um, you know, it's you know we're we're listening we're listening and you know they, they and then when they do make changes they they're like oh we're listening you know they want to kind of like throw that back at the community and like throw you know kind of shove it in our face and so it's a bit of a i think it's a bit of a catch 22 you you if you say something but you don't have enough to say you're probably exactly. just going to make people more angry also what if cheating is kind of off your radar what if you just kind of haven't really been playing trials, you've been doing other things or playing other games, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, Bungie's going to talk about anti-cheat? Cool. I and, you know, and you go and read the blog, and you're like, there's nothing there! You know, you almost get your, you almost get your hopes up. You're like, oh, they're probably going to talk about it. Remember um, uh, Enhancement Cores? They were like, oh, we're going to talk about Enhancement Cores. And they're like, oh, finally they're going to adjust, adjust, address Enhancement Cores and Infusion and that pain point of a currency. And then before the TWAB even dropped, Dylan was like, yeah, we're not announcing any changes. And all they did was give us their philosophy on Enhancement Cores. It was so irritating. Yes, it's, like, it's very vague. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want your philosophy on Enhancement Cores. I want it changed. You know? Exactly. 
having players like uh, Cami or high, high profile PvP players give feedback on what they are doing to move forward and if those changes will work or not could be changed. I don't know if they're even going to go down that road. I mean, you don't need high level PvP guys to talk about cheating. It's just, it's it's very apparent if you look at player based trends, if you look at PC player based trends especially. I don't know if they need to talk to any streamers. <laughs> like, it's, it's. No. Oh, I mean, like, to a degree, I feel like they they have the. The, the higher echelon of insight like let's not fool ourselves they're they're where they are for a reason but to, for those higher echelon players in some instances not all to put themselves in the shoes of the mediocre or subpar i don't think they can accurately do that mm-hmm. in my opinion i feel that if you're maybe just a tier above subpar you know it was like because you've been playing the game for a minute you've you you've acclimated perfectly you've gotten better at you know at certain things but i don't know i i agree it's it's hard to get a, a real pulse of 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 all the pvp community and not just the real big sweats if you talk to people at that higher echelon yeah and and philbo is saying just acknowledging that cheating is a major issue on their radar would help instead of saying we're just listening you have to understand though Every time a company talks about cheating, it draws attention to their game has a problem with cheating. So it gets blogged about, YouTubed about, tweeted about, and all of a sudden, everyone's talking about cheating in Destiny again, right? If a couple people tweet videos or get really angry, I mean, I am I'm actually I'm pretty willing to believe that Bungie did ask, you know, the subreddit to sort of limit or muzzle the the cheating commentary I, I i wouldn't be surprised if they they made that request because they they're trying to sort of build the runway to november and have it be exciting and cool and like oh it's gonna be great and the last thing they want to do is be like oh by the way we're well aware cheating is still a huge problem and people are like mm-hmm. wait cheating is a huge problem i was gonna check your game out yeah, i don't know if i want that unaware yeah yeah, it's it's so it's again, I just feel like it's a catch 22. If they say nothing, the existing people get irritated. If they say if they do say something, then it just it stirs up the the dirt in the water. I, I've, I've dealt with this in my own personal situation, right? It's like, do I want to say anything publicly? Do I want to do because you just stir it back up? And I feel like they just kind of want to let it lie until they can do something really, really concrete. I definitely hope you're right on the aspect of maybe they're telling the high profile people that, hey, we got something in the works. Let's just not cause attention to this anymore. Like have a little faith. And I want to hope because, you know, no one wants to see this game just run rampant by people either paying for cheaters or just buying it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Content creators have a better opinion on the issues compared to the forums or Reddit. I don't know if I can co-sign that. Look at the content creators and not all the other issues. Let them make videos responding to discussing uh, the issues and not even about anti-cheats, about all the things being changed and added uh, in Beyond Light. The pre- yeah, I don't agree with the premise there, uh, saying content creators have a better opinion on the issues compared to the forums or issues. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, forums or, uh, or Reddit. Now, maybe you're specifically talking about anti-cheat but even there i i don't necessarily know if their opinions are better or more or more weighty i mean 
content creators got a lot wrong when they provided feedback about certain things. They wanted Escalation Protocol to be harder. That was a mistake that had to be walked back. They wanted leveling and infusion to be slow, arduous, and meaningful. And the community largely rejected that because people that play eight hours a day have a very different perspective on how slow leveling can be before it becomes too painful because they're playing in a different way. Their their feedback is biased, Layden. Um, so I don't necessarily think that content creators have better opinions on these particular things. Now, maybe with respect to cheating, they just have more experience and they can they can formulate their opinion in a better way because they're not just somebody, you know, ranting and raving on the forums or Twitter. Um, but I, I don't want to put too much stock in content creator feedback and content creator summits because a lot of those content creator summits and things led to um led to really really bad things being implemented into the game and Bungie's had to walk a bunch of that back they've had to make leveling easier they'd have to they'd have to they've had to soften the cost of infusion they had to walk back how difficult escalation protocol was um and these are things that directly came from uh content creators to add on to that i feel that you know you you're hitting it right on the nail when you say that it's not solely on the content creators i i personally feel it's a mixture of you know a a pulse of the content creators but that pulse got to be heavily weighted by you know those developers they got to be listening thoroughly and they got to be able to respond in a way that's not just good for the game but good for everyone else yeah yeah so good back and forth i'm going to the next question uh question number four from necro even with anti-cheat in place do you think bungie should go so far as blacklisting their IP, the offender's IP address. You did say that they shouldn't allow players who get VAC banned from other games. Can VPN circumvent the banning? Well, no, VAC ban is attached to your Steam account. And let me clarify this, because we got we got lost in the weeds with that debate earlier. My, my sentiment on this was very simple. If you have a recent VAC ban, so if it's, if it's less than 12 months, and it's in a PvP game, you should not be able to get Destiny for free. Any free-to-play game, if you cheat in PvP, you should permanently just be like, no, you can't get free-to-play games. Now, after 12 months, maybe they could remove that probation, you know, probationary period and let you get free-to-play games again. But I think there are thousands upon thousands of Steam accounts with recent VAC bans in PvP games, and they just hop from one free-to-play game to the next. And this would kind of stop those people. I also said, if you have a VAC ban that's a year, two years old, I don't think that should really count, and it especially shouldn't count if it's in a single-player game. Um, And VPN has nothing to do with this. So... I, I, I'm going to let Wolverine weigh in here because he, he, I think he saw some of this a little differently but I want to talk about the IP thing first the I IP think thing, you, you definitely cleared oh sorry, 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 go on no, yeah, I want to yeah. talk about the yeah, IP no, thing just VPN. really quickly yeah, 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 yeah IP addresses get recycled so IP bans, number one don't really do what you want them to do and it can cause problems a lot of companies are moving away from IP bans for that reason and they try to go to hardware bans and really, really smart people obviously can hardware spoof I actually think hardware bans would be a great, a great effort because most of these kids would have no idea how to do, do that and you would hit a lot of people and they'd never be able to come back in so, go ahead well, it's uh, you kind of cleared it up like later on once we, we kind of figured out, you know, put put the thumb on exactly what it is we were speaking about in, in terms of VAC bands and where they're placed. Uh, you know, my opinion, and it may not be liked by most and maybe liked by some is if, you know, you're you're cheating. If we're going to 
use destiny for instance you're cheating in destiny i i i feel that we can probably negotiate at the table how long that ban could be depending on you know the the, the discretion but uh, i i can't see them coming back to that game uh, you know no minimum of a year on that account you know people get are, are so oh what about my stuff i've learned from my mistakes well you know you were cognizant enough in in a specific situation if you were cognizant enough to make that decision on your account which you do care about then obviously it, it didn't mean that much to you so i'm not saying you know walk around with the scarlet letter for the rest of your life that's not what i'm saying at all like people should be able to redeem themselves maybe have that removed but I feel where I'm coming from in this conversation. I've I know what it's been like since March to have people uh, aimbot wallhack, uh, revive, uh, extra heavy, you know, supers. I I, I could I could continue. I could continue to go. So when we have in, in in CS:GO is another game like that. You know, there's I believe there's a list of games that uh, correct me if I'm wrong that you can't play within Steam if you're on that list. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Is that I don't, something? I don't actually know how that works. No, I don't. <clears throat> I think any okay. Valve, if it's a Valve game, I think if you get a VAC ban, you can't play any Valve games because um, it's essentially a Valve anti cheat that you're getting hit with. Well, whether that list needs to either be expanded or included for other high profile games, because let's let's not beat around the bush. This is especially on the weekends. This is a high profile PvP game, and then when when they get the the loot situation which i i, I hope people later on in the q a have have suggestions for because i think that's one of the most interesting topics to get on is, is loot incentive within trials but they've corrected that you know more people are going to be more willing to go and then if we can handle cheating then we could talk about recoveries and then we could handle this it's we got to start at the foundation of the pillar of cheating and anti-cheat yeah and my my rants about vac bans and stuff was to me it's like if you're not going to have any measure of restriction on your free to play game like oh hey dude just two weeks ago you got a vac ban in another pvp game yeah sure come download destiny for free i'm like you're just asking for it i mean essentially that's what i was saying is that you have to have like put one rung on the fence you know have you ever seen those fences where they have like multiple rungs of like wood pallets put one rung to block like the lowest of the low it's like this is blatantly obvious there are people just hopping from free to play game to free to play game and just cheating and if if there's no barrier it's like well, why are you even letting those people download your game I, th- this should be a steam level enforced thing if steam pulls the trigger on somebody and says you were using third party software and cheating in this pvp game i think steam should be like you can't download free games for uh, you know for a year because all those free games are now under threat that person's going to get mad they're going to be like well, i'm going to go play free games and ruin people's experience you know these rage cheaters it's like i i think that should be at a steam level you know you're the one that has the storefront and and you have the ban on the person I enforce that like okay <laughs> all these free to play games are under threat you know this massive amount of you know cheaters out there and destiny is is free to play it falls into that category so that those people would just skate on by and be like oh i'll just go somewhere else and play something else or i'll find something that's cheaper um you know or they buy it and then they get banned and then they wasted their money like i do know people spend a ton of money cheating 
Uh, but I also think there's a lot of people on the on the low end that would do it once and then be like, I don't want to do that again. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe those people can have a road to redemption, but that you know, it's you, you have. I don't. I, I know it's probably been a century in your mind since you've been on Xbox and have to deal with dealings, but. Uh, you know, they're they're pretty harsh on their, you know, communication bans and there's no There's no like hey, I'm a better person. I, I took a week to think about it. You send this to person. They're like, yeah, we'll see you in a week yeah. Like there's 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 no forgiveness and that's where I was kind of I guess, you know speaking on accountability and and, and as a, a, a person with you know a similar beliefs just from what you've said in stream, I, I can relate to where you come from. So I take accountability personally in terms of, of how I, I carry myself. And, and I do think everyone is deserving of a second chance, especially those who seek that second chance. So I want to clear that air right now. I don't want to think I'm some, you know, uh, want to see everyone burned at the stake or anything like that, because that's not the case at all. I just want to prevent the people that are trying to either take the advantage to the next level or uh, completely bypass uh, the grind, so to speak, mm-hmm. by cheating. That's yeah. that's my target of focus. And you know, if you want to take it a year or two, depending on how bit bad the transgression was, then I guess yeah, we can bring that to the negotiation table. But you shouldn't be playing that specific game or in a game within a list within a year. And that's 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 just my opinion. I, I obviously think that's up to the debate. But if if you're downloading uh the the aimbot i don't want to say its name because i don't want to give it to advertisement people will type it but if you download that one and pay that subscription for it then you that's that's a year like you you cognizantly paid put in a credit card did that like that's that's not something that you're going to take a month and be like man i really learned my lesson yeah yeah. What if the Fortnite devs made cheaters make a video stating they cheated and apologized in order to appeal? I mean, I don't. We don't need to do that. I mean, they get I mean you're, you're targeting children at that point because <laughs> <laughs> you just want to see kids get on there and tear up and cry. But yeah, like, I'm you know. sorry. I want my skins back. I want my skins back. <laughs> yeah. I, I there. We can get into what I would call the theater of the absurd. Like that's just absurd. I think to ask you know, children and cheaters, you know, to to you know cry or whatever. I remember when the one guy uh, he, he played Fortnite competitively, and he was uh, goofing around and using some cheats and made a video and was like laughing, like see how silly these are. And then he wasn't using it in a tournament or anything. And he got permanently banned and was basically like, yeah, that's a lifetime ban. You can never play Fortnite ever again. And I remember some of us were saying, he's a kid, like as a dad. I'm like, he's a kid. He's 16. Make it, you know, make it six months. Six months is a is a huge loss to him professionally. What was it on like, the PC, the IP address? What was, what was, what was well, it on? He was, the he account? Was a, He's a public person, so he made the videos on his YouTube channel and was like, ha ha ha. So basically, they were like, no, lifetime ban. You can't play Fortnite anymore, which means you can't be in tournaments ever again, ever. And a lot of us, a lot of us were basically saying it should be a six month, you know, and the people were like, well, would you do that to anybody else? And I'm like, I mean, anybody else Mm -hmm. can grab a new account and keep on playing. He can't do that because he's a public person, so his ban's far more extreme than all of the other people that cheat in Fortnite. Objectively, yes, I agree. But if I was going to lead on a subjective point of view, let's just put it this way. He was was advertising cheating, and that's Mm -hmm. not something from a business standpoint anybody wants. 
Yeah. You just advertise, hey guys, look, I'm on stream right now with all y'all to see. I just did this, this, and this. Look how easy this was. I doubt they wanted that to just be circulating and let alone not give them the proper punishment. Yeah, apparently but, they started a, a free, I guess it's, it's Jarvis from FaZe. They started a free Jarvis movement again this week. I mean, I just feel really, really, this is what I, this is, this is the argument I ultimately made. I said that, you know, he got caught cheating in a pickup football game, right? And, you know, he goes to a local local pickup football game. He's just messing around. He gets caught cheating, wearing cleats or something that are not in regulation. Well, there's nobody that can come down and be like, you are permanently banned from football. You can never play football again. Like, he might get dropped from the team, get a couple week, you know, suspension from games or something. And I, that's that was kind of the argumentation I made. I was like, this is a different avenue now. Like, games and yeah. Fortnite and everything, make a big example out of him. Yes, send that, send that message home. <laughs> Cheating's not tolerated. This guy is going to lose tons of money. Six-month ban, right? Even a 12-month ban, right? Bam! Woo! That hurts. He's going to have to literally find another game to play in the meantime if he wants to ever come back. But to permanently be like, nah, you're done. You can never come back ever again. And it's like, you know, yeah, the NFL Empire decrees you're no longer welcome. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I wonder sometimes if we get lost on the cheating conversation and and we get stuck on it should be permanent, permanent, permanent. And in that regard, in that situation with him, I said permanent and they have to go get another account. Yes, I agree with. But in this guy, he it's permanent and it's it's, it's lifelong. He can never come back and play the game ever again. And that, it, I don't know, it, it hurt me seeing it happen to a kid. It was like, oh, this guy, come on, what a dummy. What a dumb mistake for him to but make. But like, now he can't play it on his account? Is that that's the pre- only preventative thing? No, no, he he could never play ever again. So he couldn't just like hop on somebody else's account, or he couldn't just like make a new account. But, uh, how how can that? Oh, I don't understand. Like, uh, yeah, that's that sounds weird. If someone you know if the buys a new computer, if he moved and got a new IP address, and he he couldn't go on physically, how what are they got a, a chip in his wrist or something? <laughs> I I don't know. I guess they would because just I feel like he could just make a new account and he could be okay. That's where I'm just like uh, he'll be all right. I don't know if it was that he couldn't ever play again. I think it was basically like any tournament he's barred from. Like he couldn't win money. Essentially. Oh well, hey. I mean, you know, tough break. Find a new game to make money. I mean, <laughs> I hear I hear you. I hear you. You you saying you are never allowed to play this game again. That's you shouldn't have said that. Like you can't play this game to win yourself money anymore. It's it's um I can't remember the name of the streamer. Uh he interviewed someone who was cheating in Destiny about maybe two months ago and he was on stream and you know he was you know monetizing his stream and he was hacking and then he got caught signing into that aimbot website he had credentials and everything and then he tried to lie about it for 15 minutes and then he you know you know admitted to it and then you know the biggest thing that he could have walked away from it and at the end obviously you felt sympathetic because maybe he was understanding but you got to let this kid know you should never monetize your play in this game anymore that shouldn't be okay because people were paying for you didn't know you were cheating and you you duped them that's that a less a bigger lesson should be learned as a person and i'm not saying to be judged during an execution or banned from game for life but like i said there's got to be some sort of accountability you're taking people's money while cheating yeah yeah and in the in the situation with this guy 
we uh, I don't want to get lost on this because we, yeah, we're yeah. only four questions in. Um, yeah. But in this situation, I felt differently about it because he did it for specific videos. Like he recorded the videos and he was like laughing. It was like a joke. And I don't even know if he was promoting any particular. I don't think he said like, oh, I downloaded thus and so. I think it was like, ha ha ha, isn't this funny? And then that was the end of it. And so that's how I thought I felt differently about it. It was it, he wasn't doing it every time he booted up. He wasn't doing it in tournaments. He literally made a video as a joke and then they hit him for it. And I I saw it as it being It could have been dick. handled differently. It could have been handled differently. Yeah. Case Absolutely. by case, but you know, basis. This wasn't like disagree. This wasn't, oh my gosh, for 12 months this guy's been cheating and he, he all of his yeah. stats are fake and he got into these tournaments and he sh- he didn't deserve to. It's like, <laughs> he made a video. So, in any case, in any case, um, I think with, with Steam... They put him in, in that, the internet stocks. The Fortnite yeah. stocks. That's basically what they did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with, with VAC bans and IP bans and all this stuff, at the end of the day, we just want Bungie to not let people back in who are cheating or who already you can tell have a record of cheating two weeks ago they got a vac ban in a pvp game you probably don't want that person downloading your free-to-play game so agreed next question from gillian to mist how can bungie work with steam to create effective uh anti-cheat without going so far as valorant i'm concerned bungie might swing too far and go full kernel level anti-cheat with beyond light something that's a concern regarding their deal with tencent um yeah, the biggest problem with Valorant uh, anti-cheat is that it's it's a blunt object. Like, it's turning off people's afterburner software and their computers are overheating. Um, and so, I know people are like, oh, it's at a kernel level, kernel level, blah, blah, blah. I remember one of my mods posted, like, a list of 12 games that have kernel level anti-cheat that installs. Uh, Valorant just got singled out because I think it was causing problems. I don't know if it's still causing those problems. Uh, and cheaters were still getting in anyway. Um, so, as as far as this being a concern, I'm not educated enough to say whether or not kernel-level anti-cheat um, is good, bad, unethical, wrong, you know, oh, your computer's at risk, um, uh, Weezy's saying it doesn't do that anymore to the Afterburner software. Oh, okay. I was like, man, that, I, I would imagine that got patched like right away. Um, so I don't know. I'm not educated enough. I just know that I installed Valorant. I had no problems. I played and I liked knowing that there was something really, really strong. Periodically, we, w- we would run into suspect players and we would report them. I think once a day we ran into one sus player. Um, and it's hard in Valorant because the kill time is just <laughs> insanely fast. So it's hard to know. Um, I don't know if you know more about this than me. I, I just don't know enough about kernel level anti-cheat. To be honest, I was I left this uh, specific question to your expertise just because I didn't I didn't touch this game. I know of it. Uh, I've seen it uh, played. But um, I did want to do a little research because I'm like, what's what's kernel like? I'm like popcorn, you know? What what's what exactly is going on? And and, and it was it, it was interesting to see, you know, the cause of concern for it. You know, they they wanted to create a, an anti cheat system, and so far in the beginning, it, it caused a you know minor hiccup to say the least from uh, the research that I've done. But, you know, from other things that I've read, a lot of people 
are concerned uh, maybe about the possible uh, long-term effects and or what it, are the possible harms it could do to that core kernel hardware so mm-hmm. to speak like that, that is just from what i'm reading people you know i don't want to say it's speculative but people are concerned on what that could possibly potentially do to your computer but you know nothing other than the condition that was patched that's basically all that's gone up it's not my cup of tea the game but you know it's interesting to see you know either game succeed or what's going on yeah yeah and I, you know, and, and some people are saying, well, the concern is because of the company that's involved it with Riot and there's a government involved. I'm being really vague here on purpose. I don't want to say yeah. anything. Get my video gotcha. flagged. But like, I, I just, there's other, there's other intangibles that, that, that Riot brings to the table is what you're saying. Yes. That cause folks concern. And there's, and, and then we have a link here that says, you know, every game with the kernel level anti-cheat developers and publishers behind it or whatever so um the joke is most programs you have on your pc have kernel level ring zero access right i think this is one of those things that just got blown out of proportion um can you imagine something getting blown out of proportion on the internet it's this probably that's never happened. like all the 5g that's hurting everybody out there <laughs> <laughs> so it's you know it's it got blown out of proportion, you know, and, and again, if it's turning off your afterburner software and your PC is overheating, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that, that, that needed address. But I do I do think some of this has been, um, you know, spun up into, oh my gosh, boycott this game. And I just, I don't know. I think that's telling in, in society and in, in internet culture now is that Not a doubt. when something gets spun up, and then that's what people want. Boycott the game, don't get the game, don't play the game. It's like, is this sort of the recipe now? Is exaggerate and drum something up beyond what it actually is, and then use that as a weapon to hurt something, a business, a video game, uh, I don't know, a person. So I, you know, I feel like this is par for the course. And then when the dust settles and people are like, you do realize that like there's all these other games with kernel level anti-cheat. People are like, yeah, but you know, the difference is though, and it's like, okay, just calm the frick down. Like, don't, I guess don't play it, you know? It's also yeah. one of those things, it's also one of those things that it, it's a giant problem and you need a you almost need a big a big solution to a big problem you know if that's the be- if that's like the cleanest way i can say it um it, it's an epidemic in gaming culture there is an economy of cheating where there is big business in making cheats and if companies don't do their best to hit these companies you know where they're motivated which is their wallet if you're cranking out a cheat for a game and the anti-cheat's really hard to get around you're not going to make as much money you're going to move on to games that are a whole lot easier to make cheats for and make money like oh I don't know a game like Destiny where there's mm. nothing there's nothing stopping people from turning on the cheats you know it you're catching people on the back end and then banning them it's all after the fact the cheaters the cheating companies are still making their money because you're you're not hitting them you're not hitting them in the wallet Mm -hmm. so all right next question mr han brolo says personally i don't think we need to have hardware bans or anything that drastic i think we need to simply be more active and more proactive anti-cheat do you think bungie should aim for display of force over depth of approach Oh, 
yeah, hardware bans are tough because that's pretty invasive and I don't you know I don't even know if they want to go down that line because then you basically have to have people reagreeing to terms of service that allows the game to scan their hardware and then you're gonna have all these people getting paranoid like why do you want to do that thank you for the five dollar tip Mike on the mic um uh it's sort of concerned with use kernel to level access personal data no Matanagi I understood where you were going with it, with what you said about Valorant's anti-cheat and Tencent and all that I didn't want to say it out loud because it's that's a touchy subject um I but you gotta put meat on the bones here Mr. Hanbrolo like be more active and pro and, and more proactive I, I think that's what we've outlined <clears throat> something installed on the front end and then you gotta have client side server side checks cause so much is done client side just giving themselves ammo um I mean people were giving themselves currency in the Fall Guys game like wh- how is currency editable client side what are you doing like <laughs> what um now maybe they were doing that and buying all the stuff and then the next time they boot up there's a server side check that's like wait a minute you have way too many you know cosmetic items and currency maybe they have a way to resolve that and take it all away um so they get to enjoy it for a day or something Uh, i don't know but i don't necessarily know if hardware bans are not in line with a proactive or active anti-cheat i think there is actually room for both greg says i'm basically asking do you think bungie should go for showing that they're active as a deterrent rather than just going for something that could be invasive but avoided people might say yeah they have this but they're not doing anything i guess chicken or egg so i don't even know what this would look like i mean i don't know if you have an answer wolverine i mean i i kind of feel where he's coming from the hardware bands that kind of muddy the water a hundred percent uh it's just it, it definitely solves a lot of problems but you know it, it creates new ones as well I, uh, I've always thought maybe like a two-factor authenticator has always been a useful tactic. Um, phone numbers has been a popular one. You know, some people say it's, you know, not that easy to get a phone number. So that's, that's a common and, and understandable concern with that, that issue. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. I don't want to say hard to speculate. We could definitely, you know, uh, spitball on the topic, but, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, some form of two factor is is definitely a start. Definitely a start. Yeah, I think that the two factor authentication got made popular because of um, <clears throat> well, I think Call of Duty did it, and mm-hmm. and uh, they said that it was it was it was effective. It was helping. Um, ha, I I would say the two factor authentication if you require it for PvP, um. Or always required on a free, you know, free to play download for, you know, for PvP. I think if the game's online, yeah, know, Destiny, you know, Call of Duty, in some some instances, if you have to be signed online to be playing this game, whether it's by yourself with other people, PVE, PvP, maybe two factor authenticator is a start. Maybe that could be evolved into something else of that nature. I, you know, it, it's it's hard. You know, we're not <laughs> we're not typing in the code of exactly what that looks like. It, it would be so interesting to see, you know, the minutia of exactly how that works. I, I truly, truly, but it it's 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 fun to talk about it nonetheless. 
Yeah. Well, let's let's explain what this means. So people are like, well, wouldn't they still cheat with two-factor? The reason two-factor works is you give them your phone number. Right now, imagine your phone number. You got to punch it in to play Trials. And then you get banned, okay? And you go make another account and you want to log back in. Maybe you buy an account and you want to log back in and play. They're going to ask you for a phone number. And your phone number is now blacklisted and banned, and you can't two-factor, which means you can't get in the game. It would be a one-time thing whenever you first download the game, and they'd be like, what's your phone number? And you're like, here's my phone number. And they're like, hey, dummy, we just banned you for cheating yesterday. And I know you can get phone numbers from Google, but number one, that's a lot harder. Google's not just going to keep handing you phone numbers. The Google Voice thing, I'm pretty sure they limit it. It's you got to go through a bunch of different steps. You can't just keep grabbing phone numbers from Google, I don't think. I mean, even if you're going to go to that length, it's still a great barrier. So many people would be like, I'm done. You know, burner app, seven-day free phone number trial, get temporary phone numbers. Yeah, yeah, but like you can expect like the, you know, the, 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 the common, the common person in the crowd to do that. Obviously the advanced people are going to know what to do, but like those, that's a very small percentage, very small percentage of people that are going to feel that want that, that crave to want to just, let's just keep burning phone numbers. Like, yeah, there's going to be people. I'm not disagreeing, but like, I, I feel where destiny is now cheating is easy with a two-factor authenticator for just example we're not saying that that's the sole way to go but just for example it would it would mitigate a lot like i i think we could honestly say that yeah it would it would i mean somebody avenger said that cheating reports in call of duty went down by like 40 percent um when they did that because people couldn't jump back in i think that's the biggest problem it's not that people don't get caught and banned it's that they just keep jumping back in it's as i said you have a hole in the boat yesterday you have a hole in the boat and you're just using a bucket and you're 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 throwing water out at the same degree or less less it's slower than how much water is coming in you're not making any headway so there's still a ton of boat in the water <laughs> so it's still some water in the boat um so techno with the next question do you think reward structure in trials and pvp could be making cheating look like a better option for players who usually are cannon fodder i i think this is a factor and I, I forget who it was. I think it was me and Xlandrel were re- disagreeing with this slightly when they said, I doubt anybody's cheating in Fall Guys for the cosmetics. They're just doing it to ruin people's experience. I was like, I think that's a little too simplistic and one-dimensional. I do think a lot of the times people cheat because they want the cool stuff. Like if you want all the cool cosmetics in Fall Guys and you keep, and you lose six games in a row and you just can't get the currency and it's going too slow, I could see people saying, I'm, I'm going to cheat. I want to get the cool stuff, and same thing with Trials. Now, I never, ever think reward structure should be changed because of cheaters. Well, these cheaters are saying they're, you know, they're mainly doing it because they want the cool stuff from, you know, Flawless Chest. Let's make it easier to go Flawless. Yeah, that's that's a terrible way to legislate your game structure. You don't you don't do <laughs> all these cheaters will stop cheating if we make uh, the rewards more accessible. No way. Uh uh-uh, uh they're still gonna cheat. They're still they, you know there's still gonna be cheaters everywhere. Um, and so I don't I I don't think we should do anything here with the reward structure in response to cheaters. I I think you're you're right in response. No, that's not like something you respond to do. Let's change rewards. But where he's going 
it's all part of the bigger picture you know you fix the cheating all right now people will have somewhat of an incentive to go if they're you know on pc for instance like the casual people like the people that you you smoke through game one there's going to be more of those maybe that that team will go all the way to game four because they're getting past other teams but he's he's touching on part of of a giant issue because there is no incentive there there's no incentive unless you really like the way it looks like i'm a person that likes the way the trials armors works i like to show off the the color i think the only way i'd ever change is if i found something with high recovery and high intellect and that fit my pvp build better that's the only time but i have yet to find something so it just works out so loot incentive is is a part of it and and when that topic comes up that's that will be fun because that will get us excited especially if you're if you're into it and bigger loot incentive not i want to say helping people get flawless but helping people be introduced to the playlist will create more confidence with other people be like hey like we, we got to five maybe one day we can get lucky and get six and seven it's possible i'm not a sweat lord by any means i'm only as good as my teammates and it's so possible to to go in there it's not going to happen all the time but it's possible yeah yeah so good good thoughts uh and good question uh, next question. This is a good one. Do you see cheaters affecting the world's first race? I actually, until I read this question, I hadn't given it much thought. I know they're going to be turning off like fallen armaments in the world's first race because they don't want that to be a factor. But if I can give myself heavy ammo and I can make my, you know, my gun shoot like crazy and do absurd amounts of damage, I mean, DPS faces could be completely ruined. Um, and you're, you're, if they're, if they're not streaming and some team goes world's first and beats the boss everybody's struggling with, then there's going to have to be a way to validate that and make sure it's right and make sure it's true. Because if not, if you if you purely do it based on like, oh yeah, they completed it or whatever, um, they said it in a Reddit. There was a Reddit remark or a comment or a, a post. I think it was DMG who commented on Reddit and said they would be disabling fallen armaments uh, for the world's first race. Um, is DDoSing considered cheating in world's first races? I mean, the guys that did that the one time, like they weren't playing. They just did it as a troll. They joined their their lobby, got their IPs, and kept knocking people offline. Um, Want to watch the world burn. That's all that was. Yeah, that was just a hater. I mean, those, those people are not in short supply. I, I, I think... They're going to have to come up with a way to do some form of a uh, of a validation process here to say whether or not it was a legit run. Because I do think, I mean, if you think about one of the primary struggles of a day one raid race is the, the fact that contest is on and there's a delta and you usually don't do great DPS the first couple of times. But if you're able to cheat and shoot ammo and do heavy at a rate that's absurd and broken um, imagine they do a speed fire hack on xenophage and an ammo hack that'll ruin encounters they'll they'll they will literally just shred a boss and Bungie's gonna have to have a way to double check that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah absolutely you know and and in response to that question great question because if we think truly and and i bet some people here 
probably don't think that you know these developers are sweating whether or not they're going to be able to have a feasible anti-cheat but if you don't think they're sweating on whether or not they're going to have something viable to prevent people from doing something in the raid you you will be quite mistaken they're they're i'm sure working around the clock to find some way because they already know that people are going to find a way to cheat this raid with with without a doubt and if if they see meaning cheaters see the lackadaisical approach to pvp they're going to feel like they have a free roam in pve and in 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 our first first to the raid and, yeah. and, and and like you just said they could you know bungie might not even be worried about just say hey yeah we don't care about the cheating like let them get there first we're not going to validate it you know we'll just we'll go we'll go into the code and see how much damage they did real fast and we'll be able to realize okay that's not possible you know maybe they have that prepared i don't know but it's something that's on the mind and and i yep. think we can all agree on that it's definitely on the mind did you did you bump your mic or something? You got quiet. You sound like you're further away from your microphone. No, I uh, lowered the uh, the wheel that lowers the volume on the. Uh... There you go. You're yeah, back to, it's, you're back it to, should you're be back much to better, better now. Better. Yeah, you're back to a better volume. Yeah. Next question from Doge. The problem with Bungie anti-cheat, aside from it not really being an anti-cheat, is that we have no way of knowing that the person we reported got banned. How would you notify players that the report did something? Email, in-game message, etc. Well. They are. I, uh, Can I, I respond? Yeah, go ahead. Fast. I, I, I've I've gotten report that a person an action was taken. Uh, and I don't. I doubt it was banned. And I can almost ninety nine point nine 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 guarantee percent what exactly I I uh, uh, reported someone for. It was along with cheating. They were a cheater, but I reported them for two things: the cheating, and then I reported them for their name. They're they're they probably had a real big problem with the Nineteenth Amendment. They didn't like women voting. It was it wasn't bad in terms of what it said. It just basically said they don't like the Nineteenth. I reported it for for laughs, and I know for a fact that that was what that email was for. So you know. There is a process of terms of informing a person whether or not action was taken, whether or not it's the action you think or you wanted. That's, you know, it doesn't tell you it just says action was taken on an account. I'm curious if anybody else here in chat or the discord has ha- has gotten those emails because there's got to be so many people that have reported blatant cheaters. And I like I've I would never. I've never gotten an email, and I know I reported some blatant cheaters the one day. Um, Steam, Destiny no, is the only game no. on Steam I play, and I, the only one I have ever gotten from Steam about action was taken, and I can guarantee it was from that account. Guaranteed. Oh, so so here's the thing, though. That's a Steam email, and that was about the name because the name is under their control. Yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. I've never got anything specific, Destiny, or from Bungie, but I did get something from Steam, yes. Okay, so, yeah, that's different. Yeah, no, no, okay. So, and this is... is, No, and this is good, because Steam has different policies about that. They clearly are okay with letting you know that they took action against that account. Bungie doesn't want you to know, and I guess that's because... I, I guess that's because they don't want to name and shame, but you could keep it generic. Hey, an account you recently reported to us. Thank you so much for submitting that report. It helped us take uh, informed action against the account. They don't like doing that. Um, 
They, here, they don't here's even... something they could do though, because Overwatch, it will give you that generic. We took action on an account, and that's from yeah. the game, and that's not from the Blizzard client. That's from actual Overwatch. So they could they could handle it in a way like I understand shame. You don't want to do that, but say hey, just like in an Overwatch message, if you report somebody. Uh, for either throwing that's a majority of those responses if they're throwing if they're you know just sitting in spawn just you know complete just feeding uh you will get a notification from overwatch specifically but so i, I know it is possible and it is doable within game whether or not they can implement it i guess we can debate yeah bungie doesn't tell us that people they ban because the cheater well, no, Bungie can detect that cheat now. Yeah, but I mean, the the, the cheater knows if they get <laughs> if the cheater gets banned, Techno, don't they know? <laughs> they that, know, that, yeah. <laughs> don't they know anyway <laughs> that, that somehow they got caught? Uh, <laughs> they know they got caught. They got banned. They don't need the email. The email coming to us is something generic is fine. Saying, "Hey, we took action on an account that you reported." That's simple as that, and that's something Overwatch does. It's it's something that other you know games could could do to to help quell certain certain you know fears or just dismays within the community yeah i mean he says all the other cheaters would know i mean i don't know homie they know people are getting banned for using aimbot so if you're using an aimbot you already know there's a chance of getting caught um so solstice of heroes is here guys uh i'm gonna go to the tower while we're doing this just to give you guys a, a sneak peek into it uh before i go to the tower Let's take a peek at the the store very quickly. Uh, I always buy the stuff that you can buy with Bright Dust. So Vintage Timber uh, is available. I always like to buy the shaders, I mean, for Bright Dust. They have the little beach ball. Uh, <laughs> they have the, I'm sorry, the, the Inner Tubes Ghost is available for Bright Dust today. Along with uh, all of the silver stuff over here. The only thing that's silver only for the duration of this event is the finisher. It is the finisher. So then they have all these things available for Brightest as well. The War Beast skin, the Tangled Paladin, the Hip Bump emote, S'mores emote, Paperwork emote, and the Legacy 2 Sparrow. Uh, your, I think the Nightfall this week was is... I forget which one it is. It is uh, Hella's Basin is the Nightfall, the the Grand Master. I'm sorry, it's the Nocris, ordeal. Nocris, right? I believe. Yeah, and then the three Nightfalls you can pick is Garden World, Tree of Probabilities, and the Corrupted. And then your Strike modifiers are Solar Brawler, so that's fun for the Way of a Thousand Cuts build I like to run. And let's go to the Tower and talk to. Ava, where have they put her? Oh, she's dead center. Okay. This is my uh, first solstice. Oh, well, while we're going down to the tower, I will take uh, the next question. Jatoak says, with Destiny coming to Game Pass and Microsoft using EAC for Halo, do you think we could use EAC and Beyond Light? This is a repeat. It's a great question. We think there's a possibility Microsoft could lean in here. Easy anti-cheat's not something that Microsoft owns. It's just one that they use. Um... Next question, Dracus Pander. You mentioned bans should last six months to a year generally. However, what's your stance on permabans for cheaters of Destiny specifically? Should there be a gradation of ban time? This is where I think we were passing in the night and people were misunderstanding me. If you cheat in a game, there should just be a ban from that game. And if you want to come back in, you got to start over, right? I was saying if you have a VAC ban from another game, 
and it's you know 18 months old you know that's you should be you shouldn't be banned from other pvp games my point was if 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 a week ago you were caught cheating in a pvp game get a vac ban you can't go download a free-to-play game and jump into it right if you have a vac ban from a year and a half two years ago i i just don't understand why that should limit what you do now um and honestly to a certain degree i mean if a ban falls off after a year that's equal to a perma because they if, if it's a perma and they create a new account and start over a year later they're gonna have nothing they're gonna have nothing in the game they'll have no that their character will be super far behind it'd be faster for them just to start over you know so even if even if you even if you give them a year to come back by the time they come back it, it's it, they're gonna be so absurdly behind they'll be it'll be pointless to come back <laughs> excuse me so I would say uh, you know we were talking about different things perma from the game but then back bans should not limit what you can do in steam unless it's recent and in a PvP game um, you get banned from call of duty you know two years ago because you were being stupid with your friends and you ran some zombie hack I don't think that should limit what you can do in Destiny. I think they're unrelated. Now, you get caught cheating in Call of Duty, and two weeks later, a month later, you want to jump into Destiny free-to-play. Steam should be like, no, you were recently banned for cheating in a player-versus-player game. That limits your ability to download free games. Um, so, I mean, I don't I think I think we've already talked about this. This. this yeah, yeah for, for the most part. I guess my, my only brief pushback, just because I don't want to, you know we've been touching on this 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 one specific thing but uh with with the uh vac bands yeah i um yes free games yes i think that's great i i think uh for instance if you paid for a game and that game has a pinnacle pvp event i don't think you should be allowed in that one either can't just mm-hmm. sh- you shouldn't have the ability ability it's like it's like giving, uh, you know, you're not going to give uh, a, cr- uh, a person who just committed first degree murder the ability to leave so he can become a flight risk. It's it's the same. It's the same deal. You got to give a person, you know, a stay of execution. Whether, like I said, we could debate how long that looks like depending on what they did wrong. But uh, giving someone the free ability after they just cheated in something in CS:GO and to be able to go right into trials with the same cheats that's not that's not cool to to the people's time that they're ruining so yeah. that's my only that's my only pushback on that yeah Thank you, Sigmund, for the $5 tip. He says, loving the content discussion. Smack the like button, homies. Yeah, thank you so much. If you guys are new and haven't hit subscribe and the bell button, that's free. The like button's also free. Or you can click the join button if you want to become a paying member to get the benefits of Q&A, call-ins, and all the different tiers we have there. The next question from Hunter. I've been thinking maybe weapon balance would help with cheating. Strong weapons would also help flatten the skill gap, and clutching versus hackers would become more common to disenfranchise them i think this is um man i don't i don't know a good analogy to use here i feel like i feel like you're saying well there's a fire in the house if we build more walls it'll slow the fire down like I, it doesn't sound like the right solution it's like well yeah technically that might have that effect but you're not solving the actual problem i don't i don't think messing with weapons would actually do anything to stop cheating um, 
you know, if, if strong weapons would flatten the skill gap, I mean, so so you want people to get kills more easily like do you see the problem with that like if everybody i know a way to fix cheating give everybody a weapon that's a one hit so everybody's just running around you're dead you're dead you're dead you're dead and it's like well what's the difference between an aimbotter and 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 lono now virtually nothing i'm just running around the map instantly killing everybody i see um this this would be i would say as I've said before, it's just the theater of the absurd. The gameplay experience would become so absurd and ludicrous that you haven't solved the issue. You've, if, if anything, you've taken, you've taken the disease and been like, well, if we give everybody the disease, then no one can catch it. What the frick? No, that's not a solution. Like, you can't give everybody insane power to, to mitigate the power of the cheaters, if that makes sense. I mean, I don't, you, <laughs> Wolverine, you want to weigh in on this one? I no, I uh, I definitely my my question for him is what weapons does he not like? I I I'm I don't I don't mean that to make fun. I'm really curious where he finds within the sandbox could need a tune-up. I think that's a that's a great question to get from other you know PvP oriented people that are looking at weapon balance like where where are you seeing this this imbalance i i could probably point to a few things that i think are a little overpowered right now bastion i think that thing is broken i think it maps people i think you should be able to do a lot of damage with it when you're really up close but i think you probably lower the range on it but that's just my personal gripe i like the direction where he's going but you know i don't i don't know if cheating is necessarily the biggest problem within the sandbox or weapon balance i think finding that proper attunement within most guns is is a great conversation though well and i actually don't even know if he's saying it's it's not it's a balancing problem it sounds like he's saying give us stronger weapons and that'll help flatten out the skill gap and clutching versus hackers would become more common. Essentially saying, hand me a really strong weapon, I'm going to start smacking <laughs> cheaters down and there'll be less cheating is essentially what he's saying. Well, the, I guess the only thing I could take from that is like, what do you want? Like an almighty to throw at everybody? <laughs> That's what I said. Like you're you're giving everybody a one hit kill weapon yeah, and it's not the, the the experience in Crucible would become so ludicrous and absurd that Absolutely. no one would enjoy it. No, no, not at all. And and, and I, I guess yes, absolutely. I see where that uh, that train of thought is going to. You can't really just give someone a one hit as much yeah. as you want to to handle cheaters in that type type of way. Oh man, that would be awesome to to bring that judgment to a person that's paying a subscription for cheating. No, I like where his head's at. For, for for the Italian in me, absolutely. But <laughs> <laughs> these are vendettas that we're talking about. But just match cheat just match cheaters with cheaters. I love that solution, but that's too hard, I think. There's not enough that, of them. Yeah. Oh no, no. And, and and to find that, you know, they're there's they're hiding amongst us, you know. It's like uh we have no idea, you know, where they could be and, and who they are. It's it's it stinks, but it's it's great, great thoughts from Hunter. I like I like that in terms of uh, giving a one shot. <laughs> 
wouldn't the cheater have access to the weapon well the idea Chris I think in, in, in Hunter's mind is if everyone's really really powerful cheaters wouldn't feel like they're standing out anymore because if I can kill you just as fast your aimbot's only so quick right and you can and you can kind of bait aimbot shots um, and kind of mess with people that's why people love the third person peek they're like it's a great way to combat uh, some of the aimbots and some of the cheats that are out there so uh, I want I need to move on though that that it's it's a it's it's a slightly you know unique and also kind of entertaining you know solution because I've always said if I hand you a weapon that's technically very strong and you're one shotting all enemies and bosses your experience is not going to be one where you're like man I feel really powerful you're going to feel like well this is chintzy and boring there's no depth to the combat anymore I'm using one gun for everything and the combat in Crucible would suffer the same fate I think. Luke Spray, do you think that the new Microsoft partnership will mean potentially a better anti-cheat? We've already answered this. This is a repeat. Um, I appreciate you submitting the question, though, but this one has been addressed today. Oh, Nalu. Since the removal of skill-based match- matchmaking, anecdotally, Crucible is more fun. Do you think that we should have a small amount of skill-based matchmaking, but only for sub-500 ELO or something to protect new players? I mean, uh, I think in general, the problem here is, and I don't want to belabor this point because we end up, you know, taking too much time on skill-based matchmaking almost every time it comes up. And this time I'm actually going to stick to my guns and I'm not going to go down this tangent. But I do think there needs to be protections for just the thumbless potatoes at the tip, tip, like very, very bottom. Um, And... The only dilemma there is, I think they're in the minority. I think this game is largely full of experienced players, and that's why you feel like you get quote-unquote stomped, because most people in this game, they know where to go, they know what guns to use, and they're proficient enough to win lots of gunfights. And with the tick rate, there's lots of trading uh, anyway. Um, So, I think that if you basically try to protect the bottom 10% or whatever, bottom 20%, I just don't think there's enough of them. I'm not saying bottom 20% of the community, like you slice off 20% quantitatively. I'm saying bottom 10%, bottom 20% skill spectrum. I don't think there's a lot of them. I think most people that are playing this game right now, this long into the franchise, they're logging in and playing Crucible every day on a regular basis. They're good. They're average. They get the job done. They know what they're doing. And when you're all the way at the bottom of the of the threshold i would love to see those people protected to some degree i don't want them becoming cannon fodder i don't think that's fun for them i think that leads to them not you know not playing i would just worry there's not enough of them so their matchmaking would be forever long it would there would it would take forever um and it wouldn't necessarily result in a quality improvement in the game it would just result in a you know potentially more frustration so i if what do you think about this? I mean, is there a way to protect the people all the way at the bottom? Oh yeah, we're, real briefly, it's you know, it's something I, I touched on with in terms of trials. Like you know, you want to introduce people in, in a way to be like, okay, we can walk into this. Whether or not we're going to be able to cl- climb this proverbial ladder, that will be, later be determined. Uh, I. I like the idea of helping that, you know, sub 500 because, you know, it could be rough, especially going into Iron Banner and you, you God, we, you know, we touched on it. It should, they probably shouldn't be the light advantage because it could get brutal. Did I, I it, real quickly, did you see uh, that one team that went 80 and 0? 
one stack team. Did they give them uh, movie? Did they give them movie of the week? I know they requested it. Whether or not you know those guys are going to do that and watch some poor team with a family get stomped in, I don't know. But like, it, regardless, like you know, it, it's it really stinks to be on that losing team. But you know, give give credit. Like that's impressive. Holding three points from the not dying. Like that's that's crazy. No matter any six people that you play, whether they're the, you know the worst people on earth, you know they're you know like there's people that are in worse situations, blowing in tubes, playing in Call of Duty, and, and destroying people. So it's like you know it's impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. You know it's you gotta you gotta you gotta say it when it happens. But uh, I like uh, Onalu where he wants or he or she, excuse me, wants to put in a system to help people sub 500 and but just like you said whether or not there's enough people to kind of like support that playlist it that that would just be the biggest question yeah I, at the at the end of this i think the best thing you could do is if you if you run a report on somebody and can clearly see they're on the lower end of the skill spectrum there should just be some rules in place to try to help but you don't want to disrupt matchmaking too much like it should be really unlikely that they ever go up against the stack it should be really unlikely that they ever go up against maybe you don't you don't put them in their own hemisphere but you're like yeah we're gonna make it really unlikely they land in a game with god tier players people that are in the top 10 and now again this isn't gonna hurt the top 10 percent i'm saying this is only for people that are literal like bottom 10 really bad they just they 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 are not good at the game you would have some protections i just wonder as soon as you get the algorithm to be that complicated if it if it starts to work backwards against itself and the person just can't get into games um and then it can have other ramifications um yeah. so apparently that did not win movie of the week the g1 montage got movie of the week that's probably the oh, right last call. week yeah last yeah. week they, i think they, they submitted it for the week on coming they're submitting oh. it for the week on coming yeah if- I if they give them movie of the week, I don't think that's the right tone right now to come from Bungie. I would say that'd be a probably a bad call. Um, you take out skill based matchmaking and you're like, hey, look, let's celebrate this team absolutely demolishing. You know, and people are like, isn't that why we hate connection based matchmaking, Bungie? Like, isn't that the reason this video? Like, I don't think that's the right tone. It would be a little tone deaf in light of the cheating problem. Trials is dying, and then you have people that are really angry that skill-based matchmaking got turned off. I don't know if you want to throw gas on that fire right now. They have a family. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. what you felt like you heard in the background with that game. It was I watched it. It was it was brutal, to say the least. No, that was not an impression of Astacross, Greg. Uh, N.A. Painter. What are your thoughts about how much Bungie has probably uh, has or probably will say? They obviously can't go too much into detail because cheaters are getting early work uh, on the workarounds. On how much they will say, I mean, this is real, real, like, I, there's not much to say here. We don't know. I think they'll talk to us when they have something substantive, and it'll probably be closer to November. Um, Rain the Dark. Good morning, Lono. With anti-cheat being a hot topic, I'm concerned about them implementing it too late, especially with the new expansion coming. What do you think might happen if someone uses cheats during the world's first raid? We already had this question. They're going to need some way to verify those world's first race runs. Um, so I know LL Brood submitted a question in chat moments ago about this. So we've already addressed that they'll need to, they will need to have some form of a check here. It's definitely uh, last, on their radar. Definitely yes. on their radar. Yeah, I, they're going to have to. They're going to have to think about this because I, I don't think it's it's. Uh, I don't think they're ignoring it. 
uh, last Kokui. You talked about this before Q&A, so feel free to skip, but with uh, pretty bad business, other countries becoming more strict, I don't want to talk about that. It's Los says, I recently got DDoS on my Flawless game two weeks ago. Uh, pretty frustrating. I checked their stats, and they were pretty suspicious. Uh, point K- 10KD overall with 0KD weekly with 4 weekly flawless. Should Bungie implement an automatic system where suspicious accounts need some type of verification? I mean, they said that their automated system flags accounts that are then reviewed. And so more than likely, accounts like this should be getting flagged. I don't... I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think their their background you know, flagging system works all that particularly well because we saw people for weeks at a time with stats that anybody with a brain knew this person's cheating um so i don't know if it's just slow does it take like multiple data points and so it takes a long time for them to be like yep ding flag this account like i don't know to me it doesn't feel it doesn't feel quick enough it's i'm sure that it works but when somebody spends an entire weekend I mean, anybody who goes flawless and most of the games on the card were the, you know, the opponents were disconnecting. I think that person should be automatically put in probation. No, no, no. Hang on a minute. Whoa. You can't play for the rest of the weekend. We got to look into this. What the frick just happened? You just won seven games in a row and five or six of those games. Yeah. No KD. The opponent's just DC. Come on. How is that not getting immediately shut down? It's blatant. It's so blatant. So again, I don't know if there's a speed problem here. If the tools they use are just, it takes, it takes longer for the data, which is bizarre to me. The data is immediate. Like we as players can go check trials report and be like, I can see it right now. I can see this person's dossing other teams. It's like, we're, we're the layman. We're the players. We, we shouldn't be better at deducing the patterns. You, you should be able to pick this up immediately. You know, it would be like people win trading. Come on. That's You should be able to catch that right away. So I don't know what the barrier is, but I think that adds to the frustration. We can go and check the accounts and we're like, okay, this is a no-brainer, but then no action is taken. Yeah, well, you know, it's not like they can deputize all of us in terms of giving us, you know, action to do anything. It's, you know, they've they've basically given us the smallest tool possible by their report system. But at the same time, we're always skeptic on whether or not that report system is, you know, functioning properly. Maybe in that message, hey, like I said about the Overwatch, them letting you know action was taken. Doesn't need to say anything more than ta- than that. Action was taken on an account that you reported. That's it. Yeah. But maybe that will be part of the bigger picture in the future. But uh, you know, it's 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 great to speculate. Yeah, guys, we had a real quick blip of frame drop there. Uh, the AT&T has been really, really stable, but we're still periodically, uh, we just had a couple more drop, we're still periodically having these upload blips. Um, I'm hesitant to have a technician come out because it has been so much better, um, <laughs> but it is happening. It didn't happen at all yesterday, and now it's just happened a couple of times just now, so it's just fluctuations in my upload signal. Um, if it gets worse, I'm going to have to have a tech come out, but he updated me at the Crossbox, and it got significantly better, so... I'm not going to get too upset about a couple hundred frame drops. 
Uh, personally, from Sushi here, personally, I believe Bungie should add more community features in-game for people to report and catch cheaters. Theater mode, clip-saving feature like CSGO, more MGs or admins, a better report system in-game with the ability to attach files to the report, rewards for players who actually find a cheater. Okay. This is one of those times where I'm going to be like, that all sounds great, but I, I don't think they're going to do it, and I, I've got a handful of reasons why. Number one, that's a ton of work uh, that I don't necessarily think falls within their purview because they don't make revenue on Crucible. Uh, everything in Crucible is free, uh, map updates are free, and di- all of the bandwidth, all of the time, all of the man hours and tool development, you know, all of this is being developed for a side of the game that ultimately doesn't generate revenue and, you know, the PvE and the DLCs and expansions generally generate most of the revenue, as well as the cosmetics. The other side of this is games like CSGO and other games that implement those types of features are purely PvP games, so that just kind of comes along with the the core package of if you're going to be a PvP game and that's basically all you are, then that's their version of quality of life improvements and updates and patches is, and as you're saying, these are community features. So, I don't dislike any of this. This sounds great. You know, if you're able to go through and literally see clips of people doing it and essentially report and if you get X number of successful reports, you can become an admin where your reports bump something to the front of the line, you know, things like that. I... I, I think that all sounds awesome. I just can't see Bungie spending any, any ounce of effort on this as Crucible is in just such an odd state with the game being free, you know, free entry point, and then you can play, and then if you want to spend money, it's all PvE oriented. So the ROI on this would be rough, unless again they see the PvP as an entrance point to the rest of the game, and they do see it as an entrance point to, to revenue generating. Um... I'm not sure we'll ever see anything like this. Uh, I, I think it's great. I think, you know, it's ironic, you know, just what I said in terms of us being deputized. It's just, you know, she's on, on you know, the right track in terms of that. And, and, and how I view it is a, a, a more integrated community watch, so to speak. That's what kind of it sounds like, you know, more people are able to upload their clips, whether, you know, they got multiple, you know, people can say oh yeah i played against that guy you know that guy's that guy's a cheater and there's been plenty of times i've lfg and someone has said that and i think that is a good idea you know it's an integrated system of security you know kind of similar to how like ring is you know they communicate within the other areas within the neighborhood you know uh in terms of, of crime watch uh, you know, sex offenders in the area, you know, those types of things. And, you know, that kind of integration could be applied in terms of a report system within Destiny. It's it's a great idea. But just like you said, whether or not they want to, uh, you know, uh, support that system and put in the, the, the manpower, the funds, the time, you know, that's just, it's up to them. It's up to yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, LL Brood did submit this question about, you know, day one raid with cheaters. We already addressed that. Akuta Papa, what if when a person is caught cheating, their weapons and health get diminished? Basically, like many, many power levels below other players. I mean, this is kind of, uh, you know, this is like the punitive, vindictive approach. You know, put them all in their own playlist. Um, and I like it, but they would be like, oh, I guess I got caught cheating. All my, I, I, all my health and everything's messed up. 
I don't Make want the children t- say sorry in Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, I don't want time spent or in, on this. Uh, Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah, make, and Fortnite. Make the, children, make the children cry. <laughs> I don't want time spent on this because it's like that would require man hours and development and code to be implemented to do that to somebody. Just get them out of the game. Uh, it's it's obviously funny and amusing to think about. Like, why am I dying? I don't understand. Why is my health draining the minute I land in the game? Like, is someone cheating against me? Um, it would be hilarious. But at the same time, that's I feel like that's a bit of a wasted effort, and um, you're... It's not their MO. Yeah, you're hurling your energy at a creative, you know, you know, form of punishment, but ultimately, it wouldn't be any more effective than banning them, because eventually they'd figure it out and just make another account. Um, so... Ashen Hollow, you said earlier Bungie seems to want the subreddit to not talk about cheating to draw hype for Beyond Light. My question is... Do they deserve to even be in hype mode right now? I mean, I. It's a justified question. Just got to say that. Until they start trotting out information about Beyond Light, we're not really in hype mode. So I don't know how I feel about a developer um, if they're in the background leaning on how a subreddit is moderated. I my hackles kind of go up about that. I'm like, no, 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 no. You manage your Bungie.net website. This is not yours, okay? You don't own this. You own Destiny. You own Bungie.net. You own your forums. You have no... You should have, I think, no say over here. You have no power here. Um, and it's up to the subreddit moderators to determine if something is a witch hunt or if something is against the rules or whatever. Um... So, I my hackles go up. I'm like, if they are doing that, if they're saying, hey, DTG moderators, because Cosmo was one before he got hired at Bungie, so I'm sure he has an, an in with those people. He can get in their ear and say, hey, we'd appreciate XYZ going on. I just, I think that is, uh, there's, a, there's a dangerous precedent set there to squash criticism or questions about certain topics and cheating being obviously probably the biggest blemish on the game right now um i think that's a little concerning we don't know if it's actually true we don't know if it's credible we just know that anything about cheating right now according to the guy on twitter is has been getting you know sort of muzzled and you know that moderators or a moderator indicated they were sort of asked to kind of keep that stuff on the minimum this could be getting lost in translation it could be as simple as listen if people are going to keep going to your subreddit and posting clips of people cheating that's essentially using the subreddit to promote cheating and we don't want that we don't want people promoting cheats even though it's in 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 the form of complaint they said the same thing about when you tweet it they're like don't do that you're you're giving your platform to somebody that doesn't deserve it Um, and i genuinely agree with that i don't think putting out a clip of somebody cheating is worth you know, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 views on Twitter, that seems like a waste of, uh, of, of clicks and impressions. You know, some scumbag in trials cheating doesn't deserve that. So, I, again, my hackles kind of go up, but we don't have any concrete info about it. So, hopefully, if it's being done, it's being done in a good spirit, not in one of, like, you know, private, almost subtle censorship. Yeah, you don't ever want to, you know, use the word suppression it's just it's not something good and it would suck that if these you know obviously take everything that we're saying right now with a very heavy grain of salt it's just you know the rumor mill but if we were going to give this any type of credence let's just say it would be very unfortunate you know for these streamers 
to to feel the need that they would have to be quiet not necessarily being forced but let's say they are thinking in their head man i don't want to sit here and continue my rants on how uh destiny is full of cheating even though it could be that weekend for them but they can't say it because they don't want to uh prevent any sort of you know future chances they might have uh from you know working with them you know they might not you know they might feel obligated they were like oh no i don't want to hurt any chances where i could you know work with them in collaboration with something or they asked me to do something like i don't want to say that it's uh it's a mafia type way of thinking but hey it's it's in a very primitive form if we're looking at it through that lens of course that lens of a very big grain of salt yeah yeah one it's like that Ricky Gervais quote that I love from Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. He said, the minute you're not beholden to anyone or answer to anyone, you're immediately more interesting. And I think that the Call of Duty community went through this. There were a lot of YouTubers that two or three Call of Duty titles in a row really towed the party line and they were positive and a lot of people called them out and said, you guys are just trying to stay in good with with the invites and the early access and you know that if you say anything too critical or you point out the game's flaws, you're going to get on the naughty list, and that's a threat to your that's a threat to your 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 income. And I think that's a dilemma here is that if people feel that's a threat to the oh I'll be I'll fall out of good graces. Let me let me just tell you right now, and this should be communicated from the rooftops to Destiny Two streamers. I got nothing from them for two years and it affected my channel growth zero it didn't do anything to me I saw people get flown out every time I saw people get slobbered on on Twitter anytime they tweeted they got love from Bungie and the community managers and you know what it did for their career virtually nothing it's not measurable there is no channel bump there is no sub bump or follower or viewer bump that comes from their blessing because if anybody's proof of the of the fact that you don't need their blessing and you can still grow and be a great content creator it's me now that doesn't mean you need to be nasty I was never nasty. I was always, you know, critical and gave back what I felt like was, you know, good feedback. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with constructive criticism, you know, especially if you can articulate it a way where you're not being offensive. Like, you shouldn't be offended by just words that mean different things or that expand your vocabulary. Yeah. And so don't, you know, hopefully content creators are not muzzling themselves for fear of of getting on the naughty list and not being considered on the on the in crowd, especially after everything that just happened with me. I wonder if there is some trepidation about, man, Bungie's, Bungie has no problem basically be like, nah, you're done. You're off the list, you know, and that's all it takes, you know, is, is a, a video or a series of videos. If you're worried about that and that's affecting your content, again, the minute somebody is not beholden to anyone or answers to anyone, they're immediately more interesting. You're way more interesting as a content creator if you don't tow the party line and if you don't feel like you have to to, to tiptoe around things that they don't want you to talk about it. I mean, if they're privately asking you to not make videos about certain things, man, I, I would I would really question that. I would really question what on earth is going on. Unless it's like, hey, give us some time here. We got an update coming. Can you hold off for a little bit? Okay. That's more of a goodwill request. But if it's a if there's a threat behind the request or an unspoken threat behind the request, then yeah, I would uh, I, w- I would be very hesitant to, to abide by that. And, and real quickly, if I was one of those content creators and I was approached and if I didn't feel 
that I was approached with any sort of mutual benefit for my non-ranting of a of a topic that everyone's already aware of, yeah. then I would feel a little bit pressed. Absolutely. Yeah. But if like if they approached it civilly, be like, hey, we really have something great in the works. We want you, you know, to be a part of the openings, whatever, whatever they want to, to feed that in. As long as it was in a mutual way, then sure. Like as long as they didn't threaten you after that, like they could be like, listen, you could go do whatever you want. Rant all day, all day. They probably aren't going to say that. Like I said, if they approached it in a, in a mutual understanding way, then that may come off as non-threatening. But any other way, it would it would seem like other. Yeah. Well, that was that was great Q and A, guys. We're gonna go to the VIP call-ins. Wolverine will stick with me for the VIP call-ins. So if you're VIP tier or above, and you want to call in and talk to us. Be sure to get ready in the Discord. If you're not a VIP yet, do it. You can do it right now on YouTube. You can hit the join button or type exclamation join in the chat. Or if you're listening elsewhere, you can always go to sntrpresents.com and chose the VPI. Uh, I'm sorry, the VIP on the Patreon. Or again, you can just come to the YouTube at say no to rage.com. As always, thank you so much for listening to all of the content in all the locations. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the VIP call-in session that happened after the talk about what about anti-cheat. If you're listening to this on Google Play or Spotify, maybe you're listening to this on iTunes, you can always catch me live at SayNoToRage.com. If you want to support me directly, the SayNoToRage.com will take you to the YouTube. You can click Join. Uh, and that's a paid uh, support. You can also do that on Patreon, and the Patreon is sntrpresents.com. Uh, we're going to jump right into the VIP call, and we only have two callers, but you know th- these are these are folks that have probably a lot to say about this. We had a lot of good uh, discussion during Q and A as well. I'm going to start with Avenger. Uh, what do you have uh, for me today about what we talked about? Yeah. Um, so you know, I talked my question. Um, I had my question worded about uh, communication with Bungie and how um, you know certain things can be said, certain things can't be said because they're not one hundred percent sure on that. Um, you know, we kind of had the back and forth in chat. Um, the the biggest issue that I think we have, like as as players at least, when we come across content that we don't like, it's oh well. You know, they'll fix it or it will get better. They can fix it. Um, When you look talking about Grandmaster Nightfalls, the concept, the core concept of it is there, but it's just not there yet. Trials, when it released, the core concept was there, but it just didn't hit that mark. And I feel like as players, we shouldn't, we've accepted that over and over and over again, and it shouldn't be like that. I feel like as a core and looking at other developers who are doing things along the lines of releasing things to content creators or high-end players they're giving these high-end players or players that play a lot the chance to play this content the chance to experience the systems and give feedback on the systems that are being implemented and then that way you don't have issues where in trials because if you gave the t- if you gave 500 players trials and said play this a bunch Tell us what issues you will find within the system that we've implemented, the reward structure, stuff like that. I can guarantee you they will find, well, I can just find the bottom of it. I I can just farm the bottom of it and I can find it. And then that issue could have been snubbed before even the launch of it. If you gave players the opportunity to play Seraph Towers in an environment where there was only three of them, there could be instant tuning of that event. There's a lot of things that I feel like Bungie can bypass all of this feedback and all this hate that they're getting 
if they let the players experience the content and they were more open about it and they don't even have to give it to the general public so you know they can keep their cards close to their chest but giving it to certain players that can give them feedback and they can show they can say that this is an issue you need to see this because things look great on paper and things look, might look great in the studio but when it hits the players hands it is completely different than when inside the studio yeah i I, I think my only pushback to what you're saying is, is they 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 brought out two pretty big name PVP guys that I maybe I guess the criticism would be did they have access to the systems or did you just let them play on the maps and give feedback you know what I'm saying because like here's what I think ends up happening they fly out some you know some pretty big names some dudes that are very familiar with trials either played a lot of trials in D1 or at the time was presently playing a lot of uh, D2. Um, one was Lupo, one was Crafty. And obviously, you know, Jesse and Ben are guys that I would trust to give great feedback on trials. I wonder if one of two things happened, or maybe both. One, they may not have had, you know, access to any information about the systems. They may have just been sort of playing through the maps and the meta and being like, does the game feel right? Do you think this will be a good map or whatever? They may not have been privy to the systems. They may have been privy to the systems, but it was like we're too we're too far down the line. We can't make any changes here, um, you know. And and to, and to their credit, I mean, if they knew about it, maybe they just didn't see the the forest for the trees and low card farming wasn't on their radar. I mean, I read the blog post and that day was like, I feel like posts are just going to low card farm. Um, so I don't know which is happening in the scenario, but they did bring people out and it still happened. So I don't, you know, you're saying let 500 people have access. Um, and I'm just like, I just, I don't know if their development cycles line up with that mainly because it seems like the rudder turns really slow and stuff's kind of already set. I mean, they knew after one season we hated the bounty system and they've done virtually nothing to improve it. It's, it's aimed at year four. Uh, as far as like that's when the changes are going to happen. Um, I don't know, Wolverine. What do you what do you want to add here? Well, I mean, uh, you, you've you've pretty much hit on on every every point. To be a hundred percent honest, like uh, the the token system, like I. I uh, I guess I'm nice about it. I want to say ignorance was bliss. I don't think, like you said, it was on. I don't think it was on their radar, which is kind of ironic i don't see how it couldn't have been but at the same time i think just as they were excited we were all excited for this pinnacle pvp activity return it was called osiris again there was just a lot of things that you know that got just got caught up in the excitement and i and i think the the token farming and and what he's talking about is is a good example yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when I'm when I'm talking about this, I'm not even including just trials. I'm talking about all of the content. When you're talking about Grandmaster Nightfalls, if you gave top end PvP PVE players Grandmaster Nightfalls and said, "Tell us, you know, give us your feedback on this," you're gonna get feedback about the difficulty. You're gonna get feedback about uh, the reward structure. You're gonna get feedback about the point of playing it. There are so many things that they would give feedback, oh. and that's core concept items. That's not something that they My would. My question pass to you on. is: What do you want to be done with that feedback? What do you What do you see done with that feedback? If you were there, asked? are two things. There are two things that I can see, and they would have to implement this system, this kind of system, 
and I think it's a core system because a lot of development companies are doing it. They need to give enough time with these developing these new difficulties or new systems. They need to give enough time to say, okay, we're going to let these players test it out. And if there are issues with it, we need to combat the issues and be able to adapt the systems that we already have to something that would be more rewarding, more a more better experience for the players. And with the feedback they give, they either need to look at it as a whole. They need to look at it and say, well, this is this is what we want to achieve with this. Is this feedback going against what we want to achieve? If it's yes, then you say, okay, well, this isn't what we, this is, you know, going against what we want. But if it's in a better state, then yes, it needs to be there, but it has to be in line on what they want that content to be. Like you can't say, okay, we'll make all guns. You can't bring out a bunch of casual players and say, we'll make guns all, all insta-kill. And you're like, obviously that's going against the thing, you know, going against the core concept of Crucible. There needs to be, you know, you need to keep that core concept and then get feedback that affects that core concept. I, I think my only pushback is now we got people in, in the in the, the Discord saying, well, what about a you know what about a public beta environment or whatever? Mm-hmm. I've just always pushed back and said Bungie can't act quick enough for that to be effective because whatever you're playing and testing, it took them so long to get it there that by the time you're interacting with it, any adjustments they're gonna make are gonna are gonna it's gonna be another you know six months, nine months of development before they can implement. Um, your feedback and so the challenge becomes you you end up with everything's going to get kind of stuck like I think Bungie would just rather launch the content and say let's just put it out so something gets launched instead of saying well let's launch it privately test it get feedback okay now let's implement the feedback my concern is their turnover of content would become terrible You'd be you'd be waiting for forever for content to finally come out because I don't know I don't feel like I feel like the bounties is a perfect example they knew so soon that we did not like the bounty system and how the bounties were being implemented in Shadowkeep and we were basically told okay cool we're gonna we're gonna look to fix that in year four <laughs> you know what I'm saying like I I don't know it doesn't seem I like have, they can they can I have make some those pushback pivots. on that. I have some pushback that on well. A good example is before Trials was announced, right? Trials was going to be in before Trials even was released and it was like Trials is coming back next season. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Trials is hype." Everyone was talking about, "Well, people are just going to sit in the back with the Warlock with Sanguine Alchemy, just sit in the back of the map with Provokers." And what did they do right at the launch of next season? They changed Sanguine Alchemy. They can change things, and I feel like there's certain things that can't be changed obviously because I think bounties is so core into the system that something like that isn't going to be able to be changed off the bat. You're you're taking something that's been a core of Destiny, you know, and, and they just keep implementing more and more onto it, and then it got to the point, well, you focus too much on it. That's kind of where bounties are hitting right now. That's been a core concept for forever, and then they just, oh, got too much into it. Now these are things that are newly, that are being implemented that are new things into the system, that are new things that are a complete separate area of the whole entire thing and to just throw them in and obviously they've had to they had to be developing trials for a while they had to be developing uh grandmaster nightfalls for a while and i don't think that these small changes would be too much of an issue compared to something like bounties where their core the core concept of them are tied so keenly to everything that we're doing now 
and that they overstep the line with those. These are whole entire new systems that are being implemented. These are new ways of play and they are not giving any communication about it and they're just dropping it into the game and saying, well, hopefully it works. And when it doesn't work, when your engagement numbers are super low, they're just like, well, it'll get better eventually. You know, we can skip the process and we can have more content in the game if we get feedback on these to topics and these whatever they're going to be releasing a lot sooner. I mean, I I would just I don't know. I just keep coming back to timing. Like, I just don't think they could they I don't think they can pivot quick enough. Sanguine's not a good example. That's one item. I, I think a lot of the a lot of the system with you know with trials or with or, as we've mentioned you know the bounties and stuff i feel like those things kind of get set like a machine that's running and they don't feel like they can stop the machine and make adjustments or they can't or maybe they just don't want to maybe they feel like that's not the the design philosophy that they're going to you know they're going to make those big system wide adjustments after they get more than a season of 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 feedback and I don't know. I just keep looking at the fact that they have people that work for the company that play Destiny and that that understand, you know, content flow and they understand this game. So I I don't know if the feedback would be that much, you know, would be that so significantly different if you you know, you handpick these 500 people or whatever to play things privately. Um I think it's a great idea. I think it would just be one of those things that it would more than likely unearth problems that we're not privy to. We don't necessarily understand why changes take so long or why they're why they struggle to to make to make quick pivots on system issues and and sandbox issues and stuff. Like I don't I don't think we fully grasp it and I think if they started doing something like this then you would. You'd be like, "Oh, now it makes sense why, you know, we told them in our beta test that XYZ was too generous or not generous enough and they're like okay cool and it takes them six months to implement the change like I, that would be that would be like my my thought process on it like I don't think you're asking this is one of those times where it's like what's uh, what sushi asked for I don't think what sushi asked for was bad I just think it's like I, I can't see them implementing all these community features and a video clip feature review so you know a theater mode or whatever and admins to report i just i don't see them implementing any of that and i don't see them implementing like a, like a, a public testing or private testing environment uh for the community because i feel like they already would have and i also feel like crucible labs was their attempt to do that and crucible labs input also seemed to get implemented at a, at a, at a snail's pace he real quickly, uh, Avenger. Your your points are always c uh, concise to to the point, and, and your and your topics are always extremely interesting. And and with that being said, this this whole idea that that you have, it, it would be perfect. It, it truly would. But like, especially and especially, I feel like where a lot of your problems with this this whole issue and topic i feel like it stems mostly from the grandmaster and, and i i truly feel your pain because i just completed lake of shadows and it's probably going to be the only one i do and and lono's touched upon it and how it's just such a negative feeling uh event and and you're just fighting so many negativities and it just the the rewards really aren't that great and i i just can't see you know uh you know the the real positive from that so them doing testing now 
on something for the future while we grind our teeth for a little bit while with these grandmasters i i definitely can see that that impl implementation being used other than that i just feel like it's hard like lodo said just considering the timing right now but where your mind's at it's proper management and and concise thinking within the time frame of an expansion or prior to an announcement of a new game it's just these are the the types of of minds that you need to be thinking ahead of the curve of of what where problems could lie in the future i i mean i it was actually more the thing that oriented me more towards this was serif towers um i think you know serif towers was something if you gave it to the hands of the players it could be changed there was obviously issues with that i think the core concept of it had an idea but it was very just faulty with a lot of ways and you know a season of worthy had a lot of downfalls and i think a lot of these things stacked up and to me you know e even if we can't get this you know just a way to test it or something like that tell us tell us why we can't have changes that go so fast tell us communication communication is the clearest thing and that is what drives players to understand the understand the developers not have so much backlash to these players like you can say okay we're listening and you know we talked about it before you know you can say well we're listening we're listening you know we're bringing something up we're listening yada 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 whatever it be and then you also get the other side where it's like well they're not listening to me you well, get both but there needs mm -hmm. to be a direct line of communication and there hasn't been very much communication outside of an announcement mm -hmm. and then the stasis trailer or announcing these things on a trailer that's really all there is well, as far as Beyond Light announcements, we all know they like to they like to trickle things out, and I think delaying it has probably changed maybe some of that timeline, which is maybe creating drought in announcement. But with respect to like communicating to us about why they can't do testing or why something's taking a long time and all of that, there's entire articles uh, written about why developers are terrified of talking to the public and. Anytime we've debated the 10-year plan or No Man's Sky or any of these other games where it's very clear that there was there was miscommunication, there was a lack of clarity, uh, stuff got lost in translation, um, and I think they're terrified to say anything. Um, and I think some of, and we talked about this before, right? They're kind of darned if they do and darned if they don't. If they say nothing, people are like, why are you being silent? Why won't you say anything? Uh, and if they do say stuff, it can be interpreted as excuses. Oh, you know, like a lot of Luke Smith director's cut. I remember people being like, it just sounds like he's making excuses like, oh, developing games is hard or, oh, parallel development. You know, it just sounds like he's, he's making excuses for mistakes and stuff. And so I don't necessarily think communication is always the right answer because you can end up digging trenches and, and, and causing, you know, miscommunications that are unintended just because people, people hear what they want to hear. You know, they, they ignore, maybe they even ignore certain elements of what's said. So I definitely think there's an element to their communication that sometimes is, we don't want to say anything right now because it'll just lead to it'll lead to bad expectations we might not be able to like when they brought up transmog I, I wonder if there's a part of them that wish they hadn't have done that 
uh, because transmog's not even going to get implemented. It seems it's it's not going to be implemented with Beyond Light. And I wonder, I wonder how many people are going to boot up Beyond Light and be like, "Where's transmog?" Because because that's what happens. People are like, "Oh, they talked about transmog. We're getting transmog." Do you remember? And they'll be like, "Well, no." They said they're going to try to push it out in year four. Um, you know, and and it's not looking like it's going to land in Beyond Light. So. I, I think the hunger for information and updates is totally justified, but I also I try to understand and empathize with developers that don't want to say too much uh, or go into detail about things that make it sound like they're making excuses or or uh, or trying to talk about like why their job's so hard and stuff. The director's cut, I think, is I I feel like you're taking the director's cut part a little. I, I think you're ta- you're mainly talking about that vocal minority that were very against that. I think a majority of the community looked at the the director's cut and said this is, you know, this is something, right? This is this is more than we wanted. No matter if they liked what was in there or not, it was communication and they still looked at it as he's they he's coming out a you know, someone as big as him is coming out and addressing these issues. He admitted there was mistakes. He went along to, through other things and went along their development process. That's all I really want is another director's cut, communicating on what they have their minds on, something that's more than just that video, something that's more the video that they had before Beyond Light when they were talking about stuff and the more the more the uh, twab that talked about stuff that was going on Beyond Light. But I think the director's cut especially at the time when they just got released by Activision. That was very positively received, at least from a majority of the players that I ever played with and talked to and communicated. The vocal minority of them saying, you know, this wasn't, you know, it's just excuses, whatever. But I feel like that's something we need more of, you know, especially right now, especially in a time where there's going to be a two-month play of things, especially when we're at a time when, you were coming off a season of the worthy, which is known as probably one of the worst times uh, with content structure wise in destiny. Um, and I feel like that something needs to be addressed along the issues. And I think just a director's cut or something along those lines, like a look back on the year, um, something along those lines, I think needs to be said, you know, they talked about stuff before and they need to talk about it again. Wholeheartedly, I think you're absolutely right, and 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 you and and a, a lot of people are are deserved of of these kind of answers, and 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 amongst crazy times and and times without answers, uh, you know, I'm not even talking about what's going on in the outside world, but just they they take away everything fun, you know, the cheating, just things aren't addressed as quickly as we'd like, you know, it's just it's I think it's right to to want answers especially about something you're so passionate about and and i think i think that goes in all wakes of life um i just unfortunately i think we're just within the, the confines of reality and and we are you know subject to them and and you know it's just yeah. this is how it works sometimes unfortunately yeah and i feel like we've we've kind of run in a full circle now i, I do think even luke smith said in his interview with lupo like they're keeping some of their cards close to their chest and I, I, some of this may just come down to their own desires about timing, and we're just not privy to that, you know? So I, uh, I'm always anxious to hear more. I would love some good vid docs and some good info, and I, you know, I hope we get more of that soon. Um, 
and uh, we uh, we like to see a game that we love progressing in the positive. Like everyone, like you know, yeah. we're playing it, we're putting all these hours. Like, sure, we could look on e all our hours. You know, we've we're, we're, most of us have said they've played since Destiny One. Like, we would like to see progress towards you know a, a greater greater future within this game, whether it's within Beyond Light, uh, the Witch Queen our lightfall you know we want to see mm -hmm. you know the positive absolutely yeah that's why we're all here that's why we that's why we listen to you yeah at the, at the end of the day as well yeah do you have anything else avenger or was that the main thing no really it's just about communication that's all yeah well i uh huge topic, huge topic. yeah and i the, the the sort of the way to land the plane here and move on i think we have content droughts and i think we have communication droughts i i think that still happens and i think right now we're just in the dry spell and um you know i i think it's it's typical it's typical in timing for them to be more silent right now than vocal and i think it's it's you always see this pattern you know, i think people have that hunger that Avengers, you know, voicing. You, you go to Reddit forums and all these places. I'm sure there are lots of people that are like, if they listen to this segment, they'd be like clapping, like, yeah, he's right. They need, they're not talking to us. They're not talking to us. I think There's that always, yeah, I think that always tends to rise when we're in this valley in between. And it seems to usually be before an expansion because they're just, they're really wanting to to let things get you know prepared and since they had to delay beyond light i that more than likely is playing a huge role here in timing so and later down the road we could come across a uh an information overload and you guys could make a talk about it where you're just what can you do with this new newly information that they're giving us and how we can assess it yeah and don't don't get this wrong though i'm not saying like i want them you know to announce all this stuff and yada 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 i want that i want just the straight line communication that you know something there's a big hot issue that's going on and they don't address it for months you have these you have these big big just stockpiles of concerns and just issues and then everything kind of builds up and just causes tension in the community and, you know, I think something like that as a developer, as someone who's going to school for game design and has had done classes in, you know, international business and stuff like that and seeing how, you know, to deal with these kind of issues, they need to tone, they need to fix those issues before they turn into something big, before they turn into something like the anti-cheat, you know, giant overhaul where, you know, you know, it's not, maybe it's true, maybe it's not, but now they have to say, okay, we'll stop posting, you know, all this stuff, no matter if it's, you know, about advertising or stuff like that there needs to be some line of communication to that i'm not saying all of this stuff you just released a big info dump yada 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 whatever but just something just a hint of something to say it's it's on our radar we're working on it stay tuned or you know and not hold on for so long that's hey, all at the end of the day you're not asking for a lot truly you're not whether that's something that's little that they say you know and maybe that would be something they'll communicate more when we get really into year four you know this 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 horrible uh you know virus unfortunately it's just it's caused a lot of delay in, in normal life and every life and hopefully when the time comes we'll be able to have lifted spirits uh with a with a well done game yeah and we and we talked about that during the Q and A session too. I think they get memed so much sometimes. Like if I had to put myself into the mind of Bungie, 
like if Bungie was a giant hive mind and you, you sort of collect all of the sentimentality from employees I wouldn't be surprised if sometimes the, the we're listening meme just gets old and so I think sometimes what you're asking for isn't a lot but it just invites that memeing and that mockery of like yeah we're listening we're listening you're not doing anything like and so sometimes I wonder if the community has unintentionally shut down some lines of communication consistency because it causes more negativity than good and like I said during Q&A if right now you're not really paying attention to trials because of the cheating and stuff and then all of a sudden Bungie's like hey we're going to be talking about anti-cheat and it amounts to hey we're aware and we're working on it you'd be like well thanks for nothing like you got my attention for literally no reason like I think that's a that's another valid I, I gave the example of the enhancement cores. It was like, they were like, yeah, we're going to talk about enhancement cores. And everybody got so excited. They're like, yes, they're going to address the enhancement cores. To the point that Dylan was like, uh, yeah, we're not changing anything. Uh, we're just going to outline our philosophy about enhancement cores, which of course just led everybody to being like, well, then I don't care. Like, <laughs> that was that was basically my feedback was thanks, but no thanks. Like, I don't really give a rip about your philosophy about you know enhancement cores and in this regard too i bet you a lot of people would say you know thanks but no thanks you know bungie i i would i would rather wait until you actually have something worth saying um but then again you're on the other side of the coin you're like no i want to hear anything they have to say i want to know like you know i don't feel like we're being heard right now and i think there's a lot of people in your camp that would would again say yes, please tell us anything. The silence is just deafening. Um, so, uh, yeah. All right, I'm gonna move on. That was good. That was good. We just spent uh, tw- thir- 27 minutes. So <laughs> I told you I can get it to 30 minutes. I told yeah. you. Yeah, it was pushing. Great talk, Avenger. Great stuff, man. All right, going to techno. What do you have for us, techno? Well, right now, I'm still working on my blue set. I had a nice, terrible five Crucible matches to start it off. (laughs) And now I'm running through Adventures on Mercury because that's the only place to have five Adventures I can do back-to-back. So what what do you have to discuss though? I don't I don't need just like a report. (laughs) What you're playing? Status. Status. Status report. uh, That's kind of supposed to be a lead in. The Solstice oh. Challenge is being the exact same as last year, and I have to have the mm-hmm. armor equipped. So, like, uh-huh. my nice high stat armor build and all that stuff, I can't even have on while I'm doing all these challenges. Yeah. yeah uh, as soon as I saw that element of it, I, I kind of thought similar thinking. People were like, Lona, we were trying to tell you. And I was like, yeah, I didn't pay attention to it. And, you, you know, you have to wear them or whatever. Um... I don't know how I feel about it. It's not a Halloween mask in the Haunted Forest. It's literally an entire armor set or armor pieces uh, in certain activities. Um, If I'm remembering correctly, I think my feedback last time was one armor piece should be all gambit. One armor piece should be all strike. So you literally change an armor piece and then you go into strikes. And then you change an armor piece and you go in to Gambit. Now, somebody pushed back, I remember, um, this was a long time ago, a whole year, and said, yeah, but with the way they do it now, you can kind of double dip, and I like that. So I, I, I think it's a little bit, it's a little split here, because I think what you're saying 
is 100% valid, which is why I came up with the idea of doing, you know, each armor piece being thematically attached to an activity. So then, you know, you're only changing your gloves or your boots. But then I also think there's something to be said for the fact that, like, I've been grinding EAZ and I've gotten um, a one done on my helmet and two done on my gauntlets and then um i'm i've gotten a, a do a, a almost half of a chunk of the one on the on the the mark done um so i don't know what, what do you think here wolverine do you think they 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 shouldn't do this hey switch your whole setup and then you, you know nobody likes doing that i mean i'm kind of disappointed because i have a, you know a pretty good pve setup already you know it's you know it's not even so much the stats that i'm disappointed about like it stinks altogether because i don't have you know as much mobility right now I'm running as a hunter i can't use my uh my dodge as much but uh you know it, I, I i have a uh the charge of light build currently and, and i can't use it so i don't know it's it's my first solstice as well so i am taking it all in right now with you it's i'm still learning uh i i don't feel as overwhelmed as i did when i first walked into dawn with all the obelisks but um you know this is getting some used to but just like you said uh about the halloween masks those things were practically useless it was just so you could get into the event and at least this does have armor that our roles excuse me and I'm just looking at them now and they're really bad. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but you know, it's like <laughs> it's like you're getting year year one stuff. It's just it, it's just got a rival's insignia on it. It's just yeah. It is what it is. It's, you know, the last event before the you know, major expansion. It's just we're just going to grind our Actually, teeth. No, just... we have festival again because of the delay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Festival. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, second to last, but I always like. I don't, I don't expect Lost. much. I, yeah, it, you know, it's different. It was my first festival of loss. I, I missed a lot of time after Curse of Osiris, but um, I, I I agree. I, it's it's a little jarring. I hope I don't have to do uh, pinnacle activity with this gear because that's not. You will once you get a legendary. I mean, it, it, does the roles change? You can farm for they? rolls on the armor in the EDZ once you get it to legendary. The solstice packages will oh, drop okay. armor pieces. So they'll drop different. Okay. I mean, I guess that's not so bad, but hey, that's just another, you know, armor grind that has a, a, a power cap. It's just another thing that we're doing. Yeah, I know it's part of the game, but like, I guess if I was really into the whole light system, then yeah like i'm pumped i'm ready to go let's get you know high recovery high intellect but it's just it's whatever to me i just I, don't I, really see why i should have to have it on in the first place the only thing it's really doing is disrupting my build yeah yeah and and, and i guess that's the uh the badge the badge that a badge of honor that we have to put on to do these events it's just like i said it comes with it well, I think the reason it works better in Festival of the Lost is you get like abilities on the on the masks, and that kind of yeah. makes the content feel unique. So I think maybe Lost you know good stuff. Yeah, but yeah. this is just a 
armor set, no special bonuses or anything like that. And the blue set's got some pretty crap stats. Well, yeah. that's what I was getting ready to say. Good feedback to them would be, if you're going to make me wear armor, maybe have it do something cool, like maybe I get increased explosions or grenades or damage or something. So then when I'm going into the content, working on the challenges, creating the orbs, it's a, it's it's help. The armor set's helping me achieve the goal. Does that make sense? Like it, right now, it's just like wear junk armor and ki- kills and create orbs. Instead, it could be like, no, this armor is unique and does something cool in the same vein that the masks do. Yeah. That's so. a good point. I totally forgot the mask had buffs. Yeah, that, that at least gave you some little incentive to run it along with having to wear it. Wearing well, different masks, little stuff like that. And it changed the gameplay because you could um, you could like float in the air and you were invincible. It was awesome. It was kind of fun. Yeah. It was like that, yeah. that dude would be slamming his sword. And I'm like, hey, you can't hurt me, buddy. And then obviously your feet would touch the ground and then you'd get pelted if you weren't careful. And that was fun. I mean, it was different. It, what, what, was it, what was the one? Uh, was it Revelry where... We, if you built right with Doomfang, you could have Eternal uh, Titan Super against the bosses. Was that yes. the one where yes. you could like? There was five bosses at the end and five chests, and you could get the increased grenade or increased melee. Again, we were we were wearing something and getting a benefit from it. It was doing something cool in the game, and I think Solstice could one hundred percent learn from that because. I, I could just hear it in Techno's voice like, yay, welcome to Solstice go do all this stuff and wear crap armor yeah. after you've spent all this time working on your armor there's no incentive to want maybe they could uh, have different set bonuses but I know we're, we're going down a deeper rabbit hole with that mm-hmm. kind of terminology but you know, something basic you know, like you said, this one when you're in the air, like, you're you know invulnerable, you can't be hurt like the the bonuses you get from the infinite forest and make it like a gambit prime thing where you get higher tiers of the yeah. bonuses for how much armor you have and it's only active in the eaz so it doesn't break the rest of the game my only pushback with gambit prime though is that's where you can get a little tricky with those kind of abilities and and pvp i feel like it won't be as welcoming that Impossible. was mostly an example where it's just like hey when you wear solstice armor in the eaz you can uh deal more damage in the air and killing bosses has a better chance of dropping power and stuff yeah. like that for the more pieces you have on if it's combatant focus absolutely i think it could it could just muddy the waters if it's P, if it's uh guardian focused yeah well i mean it would be only really active in the eaz in itself too like it wouldn't work oh, okay. outside of it like well, you gambit prime. And stuff. yeah you said gambit prime so my bad I meant Gambit Prime is like how the Prime armor set works, where you get uh, better bonuses based off how much you have equipped. Yeah, yeah. As an example, yeah. Gotcha. Um, understood. No, yeah. I, I think, I think this is actually. Yeah, you guys don't need me anymore. <laughs> the, the chat saying, <laughs> uh, "You guys, they don't need me." Anymore. I'm fine. I'll sit here and play. You guys are making content for me <laughs> for free, suckers. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't want to. I don't want to expose my my con here too much. We, the, we, we figured him out. Yeah, you figured out my strat. Uh, I think this is good feedback, though. I do think armor or having to wear something, it does make it more enjoyable and more fitting if I'm getting either a benefit or a gameplay change where... I, again, I get Solstice wants us to go into all these other areas, but if you're going to make me do that, I think that's a great way to freshen things up. Is to be like, well, yeah, you wear this armor, it's going to have all this cool stuff going on and strikes and everything else. And, you know, and, and well, I think. If you want to that... make it more active outside of the EAZ, you can make it work with the empowerment days. Like today's a solar empowerment day. So get better bonuses with solar empowerment while wearing the Solstice armor. 
Right, right. And that one, you could do it yeah, weekly or daily because the strikes, yeah. you know, the strike modifier, you could synergize oh, we, we it with could that. We could make really cool examples all day long. It's just, it's, we, we, we'd Probably like not to see happen. implementation. Yeah, we'd like to see implementation, absolutely. If we're going to, you know, get excited for these events. You know, it's not like people are marking their calendar for the solstice or you know or the uh the the crimson bond or anything like that i don't know i got my calendar pretty marked up for solstice i gotta be pretty efficient i'm gonna get all three sets majestic <laughs> again because there's gonna be a reward again then that's good that's good to hear that people are get excited about other types of contact that oh it's not I exciting it's would. more like i have to collect it because i have no self the ocd the ocd in you <laughs> He has to check the boxes, dude. That's destiny. Nothing That's feels destiny. quite as good as seeing that yellow outline on a checkbox in Destiny. <laughs> why am I why am I exploding solar solar yeah, empowerment? Power yeah. Yeah. That's solar empowerment. Once you click thirty solar orbs, your health will nonstop regen and you explode into AoE solar constantly. Oh, okay, so there we go. There's uh that's There's from the orbs, though. Uh, it, it, does, uh, it does one other thing, too. It makes your solar supers deal more damage and last longer. While so you we're like a walking AoE? You're a walking AoE, and your super lasts for almost the entire solar-empowered duration if you hmm. cast it right at the start. Interesting. Hmm. But going to be a nightmare. Yeah, that's from the solar orb. That's from the orbs, though. So that's not the... That's, I mean, yeah. I know the armor that's is doing the it, the armor, but, but that's just something you get from solar empowerment. Uh yeah yeah all right well do you have anything else techno you're you're dipping into tomorrow's talk because tomorrow we'll probably do an impression solstice video um well i'll come back to you tomorrow with my majestic warlock set and i'll complain okay i can't wait to hear your complaints thanks for (laughs) thanks for calling in dude and uh thank you again wolverine for joining me co-host today for q a as well as the vip call-ins no, thank you so very much for the opportunity again. Uh, and I know you're going to say uh, you didn't ask me to plug you in. No, he didn't. He didn't ask me to plug you. I just like to reinforce, like to get other people the opportunity to get out there and speak. I know there's people that either are uncomfortable speaking, but, you know, if you can break that cocoon, so to speak, and, and have a com- conversation, this it will open you up more and more to just speak speak your mind and be able to share how you feel with other people and it's an it's an awesome thing right you know as we kill zol here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah thank you again leno i really it really was a lot of fun and uh i can't wait to uh to be back again to talk about uh trials when we f- see what it looks like for the future Great, great. And if you guys are listening to this in the other locations and you're like, man, the VIP call-in sounds cool. The co-host is obviously, it's a tall order, it's expensive, but the VIPs are only 15 bucks a month. They can do the voice call-ins like Techno and Avenger did today. They also get early access to Q&A, so you can check that out on Patreon at sntrpresents.com or on YouTube, you can use the join button. All the, all the tiers are identical and get the same perks and benefits. As always, if you listen to my content in the other locations, I greatly appreciate you doing that. Please like, share, and subscribe.